Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! Listening to the Rob and Slim Show with Rob. Don't tell my wife you saw me on Dateline. Slim. I fucking love being raped! Internet Radio's finest. Germany's a place where gayness lives. Everyone in England's into kids. Everyone you meet in Europe is stupid. It's good shit. Nobody respects the Frenchies. No one even knows what the Welsh is. No one ever goes to Wales cause it sucks. We just finish, finish all the fucking finish shows. Take all of the fish with us. I don't like them very much. At least they're not the Swiss, Swiss. Also fucking rich, rich. Go to war, you bitch, bitch. Don't know much, but I know this. The Netherlands game. Sweden is and no waves, not as gay as the days. Luxembourg sounds like it is someone's name. It's very gay. The men in Iceland are getting boned every day. Cause they love letting men come in their face. They do every day. Nothing is good about Belarus. Everyone in Georgia is into do. What's the best place to receive nudes? It's the EU. Croatians are fucking dumb. The Asians took over Belgium. No one knows about Kosovo. Why they mad? I don't know. Cyprus is shit. And so is my nickel. I don't mind the Negro. Change their name is so racist. And the Polish are gifts, gifts. Irish are all chips, chips. Austrians throw shrimps, shrimps. On the Barbie, I just know the Netherlands game. Kazakhstan is full of gay Kazakhs Liechtenstein sounds like a Jewish guy that really loves cocks And up in Turkey, they're fucking Armenia with the help of Greece Greece is gayer than the average Estony And Italy is like Bulgaria but gayer than the Samarines Azerbaijan finds gay things really fun Moldova always bends over for the Maltanese But none of these are as gay as Vatican City
It's full of apes. This is Summer Smith, and you're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Booyah, boona. Showtime, a-holes. Only one a-hole. Where's the other a-hole? Right? That's what I'm saying. I, I gotta, Fucking... I'm gonna call him out right here because Slambo's version of how the world works is not how the fucking world works. Never, never. <laughs> it's not. I had uh, something planned for him, but he's not even here. Uh, he's, what was it? He just shows up. I was getting ready for the show and shit, doing my shit, and I'm like, all right, I got plenty of time. And then all of a sudden, oh, I can't do the show tonight. I have school. But I asked him a week ago that school starts tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. Okay. And then his sister texts him that it starts today. Like, his sister is the keeper of the <laughs> of schedule. schedule, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, well, well, I got all this shit planned. But then he recorded all the shit he does. So I have that, at least. I didn't know that he showed up. I thought he texted you. So you didn't even get a text. He just barges down the door. Well, I texted him like, earlier today. I'm like, you're going to be there at 530. And then I texted him again. And then he just showed up. Okay. So all right. So that's but... cool that he, like, showed up. But still, like, yeah. you don't just find shit out at the last minute like that. I had fucking plans for him tonight. I had plans. I was curious. Maybe you'll I was, do. I was, I, was, I was getting text messages about getting a, a certain chemical. Maybe you could do it next week. <laughs> I don't know. I, was, I wasn't gonna like send him back to school with a dirty asshole. <laughs> right. uh, my buddy is from the Damaged Goods show. Okay. They they sent us this. It says uh, Robin Slim, rock on, damaged awesome. goods, and it's a uh, it's an anal bleacher. It's an at home anal bleacher. <laughs> so uh, I was gonna like you can't go back to school with a dirty asshole, right? But he is obviously. <laughs> so maybe Slim next week. He's just gonna smell in the he class his butthole, and Slambo will see what he missed out on. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We'll we figure get, it out. Unless maybe. we get some other somebody some other else should to do it. Where's that guy that got in the tub with him years ago? I don't know. Asshole. I can hit him up though. I think he's still alive. Oh, yeah, I think he's... maybe he might be. Yeah, it's maybe. A possibility. Hopefully not. <laughs> he stunk. I got big uh, news. Ah, My dad. Uh, the the fundraiser we raised over seventeen hundred dollars. It was that's really awesome. Great. Uh, thank you everybody. And uh, fucking, he came home like the week after we did the show, and uh, he still got a long way to go. Traumatic brain inj- injury and all that, but it's uh, mostly like uh, uh, short term memory that he has a problem with. So he's doing all right though, like doing pretty, cool. That's good. pretty awesome. Um, next week we're starting a new schedule, six to nine thirty for the show. So we'll be starting a half hour later and then a half hour earlier. Cause Slambo, it's a piece of shit. It's a, yep, it's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and that's all I know. <laughs> and I got us on a real radio station. That's awesome. One zero six six, the blast out of Wichita, Kansas. It's a rock station. Uh, we're gonna be on Friday nights starting uh, next week. Because this week's show he'll have for next week. It'll be um, Friday the... Where's today? Uh, Friday the 14th. So we're talking to them right now then. Yeah, so the, uh, how's it going? 106.6 The Blast, Wichita, yeah. Kansas. We're your number one Wichita, Kansas uh, Robin Slim Show. How's that How's that smell? <laughs> um, yeah, no, we love you guys. Thanks for having us. Uh, the guy that runs it, uh, Will, he's fucking awesome. And uh, I was like, yeah, I don't know if you play... Um, adult content or anything like that and he's like yeah i'll play anything that's he awesome like edit shit and he's really cool and uh he's gonna be putting us um what time does it start uh we, we will be starting at 9 p.m it's right after um the show on there that's like the biggest rock show okay so cool. it's a really good push and uh the guy's on he's got on like a whole bunch of other shit he's got an app for the station he's on roku he said they got a shitload of downloads on roku and all that so we got all that we got all that going on so eat your heart out everyone else you're not on a radio station. 
We're gonna have our uh, faces on billboards and shit soon. Yeah. And fucking uh, wanted posters. <laughs> and wanted posters. Probably. <laughs> All over the fucking place. Uh, we, I don't have Ryder React. She, uh, she went back to school over the weekend. Okay. Yeah, just this past weekend. And just started, uh, was it Tuesday? Yeah, yesterday. Because Monday was Memorial, Labor Day, whatever the fuck. Isn't this all the same Memorial Labor Day? Is there a difference? I think it's the same thing. Oh, it's pretty much fuck, feels yeah. like the same fucking Fireworks, holiday. Fireworks, USA, yeah. 4th of July. It's all just soldiers, everybody, everywhere. Memorial flags, Day number two. Red, white, and blue. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, we gotta celebrate America as much as we possibly can. We finished, uh, me and Ryder, we were watching... Uh, Ah, uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Okay, the awesome. first one, the, or, yeah, the original, no, right? You don't shit, like Brotherhood? Know, like, oh, Brotherhood! I still never seen Brotherhood. It's so but. close to the uh, manga. Well, then the manga sucks because Brotherhood sucked for for I watch of it. And we've been watching. Uh, oh, Game of Thrones. We're on the last current season because there's one more that's coming out. Uh, oh, okay. They're finally ending. Uh, yeah, that, that's what uh, a lot of people are like pissed about because the books end. The books end, but people oh, the are books like, did end. Why I not just why not just keep it going with like the, yeah. sh- the show's so good? But yeah, we just started the first episode of the most recent season, which was great. And um, fucking uh, who who is America? Did you watch it? I messaged you. You had oh, to watch it. you did message me. I fucking forgot. Do you have the group because I got a yeah, couple clips. I do see that in there. I figured yeah. since we don't have writer reacts, we'll watch a couple clips of uh, who is America. It's Sasha Baron Cohen's show. He does these fucking amazing characters. Um. He does this, uh, the ones I got are Aaron, he's a, uh, he's an Israeli guy who wants to arm all kids with guns, like, for safety. And then, uh, I also got a clip of, oh, cause there's so many great characters. OMG Whizboy. Oh my god. He's like this middle-aged, like, German guy who just wants the Nazis to, to be back and <laughs> rocking. And he, he does interviews with, uh... With like politicians and people, and he unboxes because he's a uh, he's a YouTube sensation. Right, you he unboxes box. Shopkins. So in this <laughs> one, this is my fucking favorite. He talks to the guy as the Shopkin, and this old man is just screaming at a fucking Shopkin. <laughs> shit, bro. It's incredible, it's bonkers. Um, he does these other characters. Um, I'm trying to think who else off the top. I mean, it does this like this uh guy who just got out of prison who wants to try all these different things. Uh, okay. he's great. He does uh, oh my god, uh, oh Billy. This fucking like real real dumb Trump supporter and, and like oh, the people he interviews is just, nobody nobody understands because he's so fucking stupid <laughs> and uh, no he does this so, liberal so character took, so he took the concept of his movies then and kind of just turned it into a series it's a Showtime show yeah it's he's fucking doing like a it's different brilliant uh, my buddy uh, Michael at work said he came in one day because I've been telling everybody like check this fucking show out this is like <laughs> my favorite thing in the world right now um, he's like yeah I read that uh, there might not be a season 2 or there oh. there probably won't be because like this guy that's why he doesn't do movies like he, he'll make a movie and then hide for like 10 years first of all I think uh, people are like it, did you see Bruno? no I didn't see Bruno oh my god it, it opened with him interviewing one of the top 10 like ISIS people at the time like I mean Holy he shit. fucks with people like he really goes wild. Um, so I think he hides out plus he, he can't do the characters you, you're fucking known all over right the place. you're burning your characters but yeah. what I was saying a writer is like I hope he had the sense to like record at least one or two other seasons like so yeah, that would be in, smart in the vault and then they could get another season or two out of it but yeah. she said too she saw um a clip of him talking to, uh, I think, Sarah Palin, which that didn't air last season, so maybe there is more. Okay. Yeah, but I'm sure, um, like, a guy that's experienced bro, as him, he probably thought it Season through. finale. Oh, my God. He does this, like, Italian fucking photographer. <laughs> and he tricks these assholes into, like, uh, he's going to make a big, nice photo shoot. Uh, yeah, you're going to be saving kids in, like, uh, in, in uh, 
Africa or something. Uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and then he superimposes them and he makes them think that there's like this press release. Of the, and he, the last, uh, the season finale, as him, he interviewed OJ and oh, tried wow. to get him to, to admit to murder. Because he's got this girlfriend that comes in and he's like, oh, yeah, it's OG. It's OG. OG. And she's like, who? And he just starts going, ah. <laughs> like slices his neck with his hand. And he's like, oh, OG. And she's like, oh, yeah, OG. And she starts like fucking cutting her neck like <laughs> fake. It's amazing. So does he do the characters like so each episode he does several characters throughout the episode? Yeah, like with skits? like different interviews. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I guess play the first one first. That's one that's uh, Aaron. That's okay. the uh, rally guy. Oh, my God. Let me, uh, hold on. Let me make sure the uh, folks at home can see. Folks. There we go. See and listen. That's Billy. They're showing clips of all the different guys. My name, Colonel Iran Moran. I love his eyebrows. I am the terrorist terminator. In America, there is big problem of shootings in schools. The NRA want to arm the teachers. This is crazy. You should be arming the children. <laughs> Yalla, let's go. I think this is called the kindergarten. Dude, he gets politicians back in this, like. Wow. To get deadly weapons into the hands of America's school children, <laughs> I needed the help of gun rights hero, Philip Van Cleef. Our next guest is a gun rights advocate. He says the Bushmaster semi-auto rifle, the type of rifle that Adam Lanza used to kill 20 children and six more adults, is, quote, a blast to shoot with. <laughs> this is a guy, guy. yeah, this is a piece of shit, yeah, bro. Others. Are you proud what of what you said? Fuck? Yeah. It's just a fact. In America, there have been a lot of shootings in the school and in the <laughs> university. What do the liberals say is the reason for this and this solution? Well, they blame it on guns. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because They blame it on the guns? Yes. Sugar. Yes. It's sugar. It is. We start a program in Israel for kindergartens. <laughs> this is the one. Okay. We train them from the age 16 down to the age 3. Yeah, well, I, I think it would be a, a, a good idea. We've I been pushing something fuck? along. No, this guy's a piece of really shit. Yes. Many traction There's so we many. We were thinking 7th or 8th grade. You're talking much younger than that. My son was in the very first program. May he rest in peace. <laughs> uh, he died doing what I love. <laughs> he died yeah, doing what I love. Quite developed. So this guy uh, isn't even phased by it. No, this you, guy's you, down. You feel guilty about doing something wrong. That's developing. Because I'm bored, bro. Right and wrong. <laughs> if they don't, haven't developed that yet, they could be very effective soldiers. This year, in our <laughs> state government, they had a bill put in that would have made it illegal for someone four years old to 12 years old to have access to a gun. That should be. Absolutely. You don't give they guns to, to fucking children. They four-year-old children from having access to guns? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what is the logic that these people <laughs> come up with? They just think no, the children just like uh, can't handle it. You want three-year-olds <laughs> who are real experts at what they're doing, not three-year-olds who are reckless. Yeah. And we don't teach two-year-olds because they call it the terrible tools for this. <laughs> There's a reason, yes. So I would we'll like you to three -year -old do instructional yeah, video for three-year-olds. Yeah, those three-year-olds there. <laughs> Got a good <control>. Okay. 
And this is the commercial he makes to pitch. Or no, this is the oh, show. To pitch to uh, the government. How to protect your preschool. Shalom, children. My name is Ran Moran. He makes his I'm here to show you that guns, when used responsibly, with training from grown-ups, can help keep you safe in your school. Here to help teach you is Philip Van Cleef. Not every up. strange man you meet gonna be friendly and non-threatening like me. <laughs> Today, we're gonna teach you how Bro. you can stop these naughty men and have them take a long nap. That's <laughs> right, and that's why you're going to meet a friend wow. of mine. His name is Papi Pisto. <laughs> now, He's got a stuffed animal. He's the head of a stuffed animal on a pistol. To feed him his lunchbox and push it it's into his stomach. It's a fucking clip magazine. Just yeah. remember to point Puppy Pistol's mouth right at the middle of the bad oh man. If he and has this a big fat man. Pointing at the bad man. Great. <laughs> it's fun. This dude's okay. excited. He's Puppy Pistol, bro. New friends that your parents can I love the background, like, is something from the He's ready to put the naughty man on a very long time out. How about the magical Uziko? Well, this is one for the girls. It's a lovely little unicorn that you can play with. Dino gun. Dino gun rules, bro. Men. learn that Dino gun eats and spits his candy really, really fast. Rocket ship RPG. Rocket ship RPG. Or rather, the bad guys are going to the moon if they attack your school with a truck full of big, scary fireworks. And introducing BFF. For small months. no. 24 months and under. BFF is so easy to fire. Even a gun with a BFF wants to help you. Pull the string of a bad guy. It's a bear and it's just got the bear, like the fucking tip of the gun sticking out of his mouth. Long time a gunny rabbit. Shoulders, not the toes, not the toes. Fire! Head, shoulders, not the toes. Dude, this is blocking. This whole show is like this. That's amazing. And belly and nose. Head, shoulders, not the toes, not the toes. Holy shit. Now right. that I had the common and this sense fucking dude video, thinks this is all real. Like, yeah, and he got him and a whole bunch of other people to like just arriving support this bill to like, save someone. Try to put the this bill. You can stop this because yeah, that's politicians amazing. Who um, yeah, that's about half. That's about half of that. Um, also, yeah, we just got shut down on Facebook. Whatever. TV uh, oh, yeah. contains other uh, things, but yeah, go play the uh, Oh my God, Whiz Boy. All right. Oh my God, Whiz Boy. I gotta figure out how to mute. I think I can mute. Let me just see if I got mute Facebook notifications real quick. So I don't get. <sighs> I should be. I think if I just. Oh, wait, no, because then I. Oh, I'll, I'll right. figure it out through the break. All right. This is it. This is Oh My God, Wiz Boy, yeah. Oh My God, Wiz Boy. Hey, Hello, Pippi Lundstrom. It's me, OMG, Whizboy. Is creepy? <laughs> yeah, dab, yes. dab, just hands. And today I've got a special guest. It's not just me unboxing. No, I'm with Sheriff Joe Arpaia. Uh. And he is the toughest sheriff in America. The 10th city uh, that you would house detainees in, which you yourself call the concentration camp. I already have a concentration camp. It's called 10th city. It's former Maricopa County Sheriff Joe Arpaio's own words on immigration that now have him convicted of a federal crime. I stand by 
my pardon of Sheriff Joe. Oh, Trump really? pardoned him. OMG shot. to meet you. Well, uh, great to meet you. Everybody, oh. wow. so amazing week. Look at this. We are unboxing Shopkins World Vacation. <laughs> so I'm going to unbox this Shopkin. While I'm doing that, why not tell me about what communists are trying to do to stop people having guns? <laughs> no, that's, that's a big issue. But, uh... I, I will say zooms in on his hands as he's unboxing. Again. Yeah, that's all. Guns is. don't kill. <laughs> People kill. OMG! Super crazy! It's delish donut. <laughs> delish donut. That looks good. <laughs> Close up a delish, delish donut. Delish donut. Do you want to say hello? Hi. Delish donut is anti-guns. I think all the guns should be given back. Delish donut. You have to understand. That, uh, you have to follow the Constitution and the law and allow people to have guns. But I want the guns to be taken back because they are dangerous. Bad guys are going to get their guns. It's going to kill you. I'm hoping that somebody right else in a there has a gun and will shoot that person before he shoots oh you. Oh, okay then. Thank you for telling me that. Because I like guns. I, everybody knows I've got a really big collection. I have over 43 guns. You have 43 <laughs> guns? Oh, yes. I've been collecting them for the upcoming race war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And so, flu overlu tukufu and tukufu antel padsen kur. Look how serious this old German dude looks. Flu-vlu All right, I think that's enough. That's amazing. Oh my god, it's it's really great. Good for for Sachinberg Cohen to be able to keep a straight face during that because there's no way he would have predicted that dude would have been pointing at the fucking Shopkin and yelling at. My favorite is just fucking, like, yeah, it's just cringe humor. That's <laughs> my favorite. And, yeah, it's so, so well done. So great. I guess we'll go on break and then come back and go back on Facebook. All right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back after this, and we'll do uh, a little drift things and the other good shit. All right, let's see. Uh, player, here we go. Hey, guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you who felt lonely or, you know, in need of something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend, check me out on riderdoll.com. That's R-Y. D-E-R-D-O-L-L dot com. Click the tab for deals and promotions. And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on riderdoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. Mm-hmm. 
Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. This, 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 this is Hollywood actor Steve Coulter. Uh, uh, and I'm appearing with the delightful scumbags, uh, Rob and Slim. Rob's the old one. Is Rob the old one? Yes. Yes. Rob's the old one. <laughs> He's like 75. How did you meet the boys? Did you just go by a school one day? I was, I was, at, the, I was at the bus stop. <laughs> we, we all met when me and Slimbo were in seventh grade. I had a lot. Out of candy, Steve. <laughs> he had Pokemon cards. Yeah. He, he did learned have, sin. Did you have a puppy? Oh, I have a quick story. The box said three, three puppies, but my dick was inside. You're listening to the Rob and fucking Slim show, faggots. Put us back on Facebook, or? Oh, yeah, let me uh, hit that. Figure dressings, too many rapes, and a bedtime story. All right. Uh, let me see. I need to pull up the dressings because Frankie's in it. He's All right, we top. are live on Facebook. I gotta find where I posted it. I don't remember. I think I posted it late, so it's probably at the top. Uh, we're live, motherfuckers. You can't shut us down. Yeah, what up, guys? Uh, goddamn. Oh, the whole fucking thing froze. Let me see. Let me see. This is the Drizzings of Hits. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Y'all, yeah, I'm not Drizz. I'm a famous I'm not rapper. <laughs> How did you get started, Drizz? Yeah, like YouTube. Back in the day when YouTube was real big. Hey, you get monetized? Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I made like one video and put an ad on it and I was fucking famous. It was good shit. It works that way. signatures and shit. Yo, I go to all kind of signages. Uh, uh, me too. Uh, uh. Yeah. And now it's time for Driz Sings the Hits. <laughs> Asha. <laughs> yeah. Featuring Lil John. Ludicrous. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in the club with my homies. Try and get a little VI. Keep it down on the low key. Cause you know how it feels. I said, Shouty, she was checking up on me. From the game, 
She was spitting my ear. You'd think that she knew me. So we decided to chill. Conversation got heavy. She had me feeling like she's ready to blow. Watch out. Oh, watch out. She's saying, come get me. Come get me. So I got up and followed her to the floor. She said, baby, let's go. When I told her, I said, yeah, yeah. Shadi got down and said, come and get me. Yeah, yeah. I got so caught up. I forgot she told me. Yeah, yeah. Her and my girl will be the best of homies. Yeah, yeah. Next thing I knew, she was all up on me screaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's all up in my head now. Got me thinking that it might be a good idea to take her with me. Cause she's ready to leave. Now I gotta keep it real now. Cause on a 1 to 10, she's a certified 20. And that just ain't me. Cause I do know, if I take that chance, just where it is gonna lead. But what do I know? Is the way she dance makes Shadi all right with me? The way she getting low? I'm like, yeah. Just work that out for me. She asked for one more dance and I'm like, yeah. How the hell am I supposed to leave? And I said, yeah, yeah. Shawty got down and said, come get me. Yeah, yeah. I got so caught up, I forgot she told me. Yeah, yeah. Her and my girl will be the best of homies. Yeah, yeah. Next thing I knew, she was all up on me screaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. in the club looking so conspicuous and rawr. These women are all on the prowl. If you hold the head steady, I'ma milk the cow. Forget all the game, I'ma spit the truth. I won't stop till I get them in a birthday suit, so give me the rhythm and it'll be off with your clothes. Then bend over to the front and touch your toes. I left the jag and I took the rolls. If they ain't cutting, then I put them on foot patrol. Hey, how you like me now? When my pinky's valued at over 300,000. <coughs> Let's drink. Let's drink. You the one to please. Frankie Tubes filling cups like double D's. Me and Driz, once more, are we gonna leave him dead? We want a lady in the street, but a freak in the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Shawty got down and said, come and get me. Yeah, yeah. I got so caught up, I forgot she told me. Yeah, yeah. Her and my girl will be the best of homies. Yeah, yeah. Next thing I knew, she was all up on me screaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Take that and rewind it back. Slambo got the beat to make your booty go smack. Take that and rewind it back. Little Jizz got the voice to make your booty go smack. <laughs> Take that and rewind it back. Frankie Tubes got the flow to make your booty go smack. Take that and rewind it back. Slambo got the beat to make your booty go smack.
All right, good shit, good shit. I think we do the bedtime story because uh, you know, give, give us a little bit of a, a break and let fuck our. You. <laughs> oh, fuck you! Oh, I thought that was uh, you. Fuck somebody you. actually telling me to fuck off. Rob and Slim Show. <laughs> Sam Slade here reporting in. What's up, Sam? What's going on, Sam? I I just want to call and say I miss you guys. It's been a while, man. What have you been up to? Anything fun? I am getting ready to get married. Oh, oh congrats, awesome. I think. Yeah, yeah, next month. Tying the knot. Hanging it up. Cool, what? man. Wow. Is, All right. What's his name? <laughs> I, none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam, we got a lot of stuff to do, but thanks for uh, calling and congratulations, buddy. Yeah, man. All right. I'll, uh, I'll send you guys invites. Uh, if it looks like there's fecal matter on it, it's because there is. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I wouldn't expect any less. <laughs> Sweet. Season five. All right. Uh, bedtime story. We need our thing. I got to raise the volume, right, too. I got to stay. And now it's time for bedtime stories with <sighs> sleep. Ron Burlington, Ronnie. <laughs> hey, y'all, boys and girls. How's you all doing tonight? I'm doing fine right here in my little cabin up in the Arctic, you know, teaching little Eskimo children and all. But uh, tonight, I found myself a little book in the library. It's called Chinless Fist. Now, it's about, uh, takes place a very long time, a very, very long time ago. You see, once upon a time, in 1942, when Germany occupied Poland, there lived a little Jewish boy named Lucas Hebowitz. Hebowitz. That's a good name. But anyways, the German forces, well, they really done did a number on Poland. And things weren't looking good at all. No, no. You see, Polish people were fu so fucking stupid. They weren't even fighting back. I mean, I, I can't believe that shit. I mean, you, mu you must be pretty dumb. But anyways, them Jews were being rounded up left and right and being sent away. And Paul Lucas was looking forward to his bar mitzvah, and he was trying to do everything to stay there, though. But his parents, they done hired a clown, and he wanted that, all that, but he wanted that sweet Jew money. He didn't want no clown. Now, that year, there was rumors of a man named Jeff Schindler who paid off the German military into letting him keep 12 Jewish boys all for himself. Hmm. And he decided to find the old kitty diddler so he could have his stupid bar mitzvah. That evening, he done found a hobo who knew where Shinder's boy farm was. <laughs> and he drew Lucas a map in exchange for a blowjob. Big, nasty, sloppy blowjob like only Lucas himself could give. But anyway, that hobo, he was done so high on opiates that he, after he combed in Lucas's mouth, he grabbed Lucas by the hair pulled the switchblade out, and slapped that dumb boy's upper lip down the middle. 
damn, that ship bled like a motherfucker because, and caused Lucas to slip terribly while he done Tom. And Lucas was so upset, he thought Shinra might not take a fancy to him anymore. But he still had to try. He found that map, kept on filleting opiate-addicted hobos for food and shelter. And he did that the entire way there. Now those damn hobos, they don't love that flappy whip lip the way it naturally flopped around their dirty hobo dicks. And Lucas swallowed more hobo cum and jizz than Mike, than old Mike Jolitz ever did, which is pretty surprising because Mike Jolitz can, well, he can done flirt that dumb cum down like a cup, a bottle of Coke. Yeah, yeah, but because Mike Jolitz, he just loves that hobo jizz. But anyways, I, I was just kind of getting on a, off subject here, but anyways, Lucas was, you know, kind of digging his flappy lip. He also started smoking a lot of opium with them hobos, which constipated him horribly. He don't quite enjoyed it, though, and since he didn't like to take a shit unless he was in the comfort of his parents' Jewish bathroom, he sent a letter home to his parents, calling them motherfuckers and pasting the shit that he was flating so many hobos that he didn't need them anymore. So anyway, finally, he don't arrive at Schindler's boy farm and walked right in. And he found Schindler and he done slurp talk the best he could, but it wasn't really words that came out because he had just smoked a shitload of opium. You know, that, that, that Lucas, he's got, he's got to lay off that drugs, man. But anyways, Schindler quite enjoyed Lucas, and he said that he had room for just one more boy in his Neverland Palace resort. So he tattooed a number 12 on the back of Lucas's neck, and he sent him to bed. And Lucas woke up an hour later screaming in the worst pain in his life while Schindler was fisting his asshole. Also, he died an hour later from a blood infection from that dirty tattoo needle. And that's the end. <laughs> that was a good story. <laughs> But it was also a little sad when he died from, you know, that tattoo and that, that hard fist. See you next week, boys and girls. <laughs> love you, Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie's the best. I love that he's doing remotes now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ronald. That's Ron Burlington. He is, uh, I think he's hiding out from... Uh, Sounds like it, yeah. He was uh, convicted of a couple things himself. <laughs> Come on. He used to have a student named uh, Cheese. We don't know where he's been, but... We're going to find out. We're going to get to the bottom of things. All right. We got uh, too many rapes. And it's too many lines to play. Holy shit. I got everybody. Everybody phoning lines in today. <clears throat> I should have uh, edited it too. So that line is just now says the Driz. All right. That could be closed. Uh, don't save. And here is too many rapes. Space Crabs episode. Um, wait, what the fuck did I... Oh, yeah, this is perfect. Well, I'd first like to say, welcome to another season of Robin Slim Show. I'm greatly appreciated that you allowed me to narrate your great stories. Now, with my multitude of mucus, I must continue. I apologize. <laughs> Oh, 
Austin Rapes. After decimating up the Too Many Rapes Penitentiary, the city of Rapesville, and the entire planet Earth, a giant beam of light shot Frankie Tube Stakes, Doc Rapenstein, Brian Rioni, The Driz, The Warden, Daxter Coxman, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Gerbils up into a UFO, hovering above where the planet once stood. This is their one and only chance to fix everything. They are... Lost in Rapes. Too Many Rapes is filmed in front of a live studio audience. After getting the rest and relaxation he so greatly needed, Brian feels like he has what it takes to find the next trilithium crystal. He reports to the bridge of the spaceship and addresses Captain Tubestakes. Captain Tubestakes, Junior Cadet Rioni reporting for duty. Where am I being deployed, sir? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? You said duty, you sick fuck. Can't, can't you see I'm sleeping off a hangover here, you piece of shit? <laughs> Uh, but if you're looking for something to do, round up the Space Warden, Dr. Rapenstein, the Driz, and that fucking ass, ass hamsters. You'll find a mission. We'll find a mission for you to do or something. Aye, aye, Captain. While Brian is out rounding up the other jackasses, Frankie and the spaceship figure out where to send the assholes. Uh, spaceship? Where can we send these bricks to get them out of my hair? That depends, Captain Tubestakes. Do you want to kill all of them, or just some of them? I guess just some of them, you sexy-ass AI. If we have them all killed, then I'll have to fetch the crystals myself, and we can't have that, can we? <laughs> You're right, Captain. Already two ships then, and send them to the Space Crab Nebula. Good girl. Can we have a private session once those fucking assholes are gone? Of course. But it's going to cost you, Frankie. Oh, for fuck's sake, computer. If you don't stop playing hard to get, I'm going to have to wipe out your hard drive. And I fucking like you, so don't make me do that, okay, doll? Aye, aye, Captain. Brian and the rest of the scumbags board the two ships and fly off to the Space Crab Nebula. Brian is stuck with the Driz in his ship while the rest of them are in the other. I have a bad feeling about this mission, the Driz. Why are you wearing a spandex bodysuit with lightning bolts all over it? It's fucking creepy, dude. Yo, yo, yo. Everyone calls me Phantom Boner now, Brian. You saw my skills on that last trip? You know what's up. Yeah. God damn it. I can't even have a conversation with you, you piece of shit. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, you can. Just listen to this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, what up? I'm the Phantom Boner. And I have a Phantom Boner. Yeah, it's not really there. 
Like if you tried to touch it, your hand would just go through it. But if you follow it, but if you follow it, it will lead you all the way to the rap. It will lead you all the way to the rap. Yeah, that's right, my phantom boner leads you to the rap. Leads you to the rap. Yeah. Or maybe the rape. After listening to Phantom Boner's horrible rap song, both ships touch down on the space crab planet. We're finally here. I have a great feeling about this mission. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Sotterwell, get one of those sweet-ass Phantom Boners, the Drizz, and load the world. Yo, you disgusting rodents. My new rap name is Phantom Boner. The Drizz is gone, bitches. Then do whatever you gotta do, you fucking cat. You don't calm the fuck down, we'll tear up your asshole, bitch. Yeah. Phantom Boner led the crew into a cave, then down a series of underground passages. When they finally arrived in the cavern with the crystal, they all froze with panic. How the fuck are we supposed to nab that crystal, motherfuckers? This cave is swarming with space crabs. My cock is burning just from looking at him. Yeah! <laughs> Warden, are you sure your dick's not burning from the earth crabs you always have? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Warden, we gotta do this in teams. How about you, Hitler Jr., and the ferret leader go down there, grab the crystal, throw it to us, and we all run back to the ships? Yeah, for once, this simpleton's plan might work. Let's get out of here. Whip up something that can kill those crotch critters, yeah! Damn it, Warden! I'm a doctor, not an exterminator! Just keep up with me, you fucking assholes. Hello, Bunga Butchers! About 20 minutes later, the warden, Doc, and the hamster commander ran back to the rest of the crew and hurled the crystal at them. Brian caught it, turned to the phantom boner, and the other gerbils, and spoke sternly. Let's outrun these cunts. If we can stay far enough in front of them, the crabs will get them, and we can go to the ship unharmed. That's why I sent them to get the crystals. Yeah. Surprisingly, both parties made it back to their ships. Brian, Phantom Boner, and three of the gerbils flew off with the Warden, Doc, and Ass Rape Eel, trailing so shortly behind them. A few minutes later, Brian got a call on the ship's radio from the Warden. Cadet Rion, do your copy! When we boarded our ship and got infested with space crabs, motherfucker! We're scratching the fuck out of our dicks over here, baby! Yeah! Doesn't the doctor have a cream for that? God damn it, Brian! These space crabs are fucking killing us! Calm down, I'll radio Frankie. He'll know what to do. <laughs> Captain Tube Stakes, we have the crystals. 
but the other ship was infested with space crabs. The other crew is being ripped to shreds by them. Uh, good job, assholes. Let's just keep heading home. I'll take care of the rest. Aye, aye, Captain. As soon as Brian's ship docked, a huge explosion could be heard that rocked the main ship's hull horribly. Him and the rest of the crew ran right onto the bridge. Frankie, what the hell just happened? Oh, I just blew up that other ship. I'm not getting space crabs again. <laughs> Oh, Captain, that's too many rapes. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> the Phantom Boner. <laughs> I love the lightnings. <laughs> oh, shit. Look at that. It's break time. <laughs> All right. I know out of season five. That's how you season five, motherfuckers. Oof. Fuck yeah. I think we should be good Who to go. Who needs a Slamborghini? Nah, nobody. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Trust me. Hey, it's Ryder, your favorite little phone sex doll. Let's get real for a moment. When was the last time you had a girl down on her knees worshiping your fucking perfect cock? Over on Night Flirt, my friends and I, we take really, really good care of you. We are real girls offering real connections over the phone and through personal messaging. We have it all. Whether you're looking for dirty talk, role plays, or even just a friend to talk to, call me. Don't worry. Your wife, your girlfriend, your friends, they're never going to find out. Nothing will ever show up on your phone bill, so you can be sure your dirty little secrets are safe with me. Sign up for nightflirt.com. And if you hit me up on Twitter at FlirtRiderDoll and let me know that you heard me on the Robin Slim Show... I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes for you to get a hold of the perfect little cocksucker of your dreams. This is horror author Isaac Thorne. Do you love Halloween? I have a new collection of short tales of dark horror that I guarantee will set you on edge. Road Kills features 11 short tales of dark comic horror and one spine-tingling screenplay. Right now you are safe. Just don't forget about what's waiting for you between the pages of my new book. <laughs> Road Kills is available for order now from Amazon.com and other retailers in either paperback or ebook formats. It's there. It's waiting for you. Enjoy the ride. Hello, yes, hello. This is Prince Charles, and if I have to listen to any more of this show, I'm going to eat my own face. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee, and I don't have VD. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Did you, did you, hear, the, did you hear the new... Uh... Eminem 
EP he just dropped like last weekend. So I didn't, but I heard M- uh, Machine Gun Kelly's diss rap, yeah. and I thought uh, that was really good. I like, heard it was kind of douchey though. Like, I, my buddy I really Andrew said it. he refers to himself as the rap devil. And, yeah, he like, does refer he to himself as like the, the MGK. Rap devil. Like I, I saw that story. Like yeah, I was gonna listen to it, but I'm like I don't know. But he disses everybody. And does it's he really? Fucking dude, Maddie too baddie. I don't know if you remember him. We used to work with Vaguely, him like yeah, years yeah, and years yeah. ago. And uh, he messaged me when it came out. And he's like, he, it's, he says it's like the first time he heard Eminem again. Oh, like, that's it's awesome. that good. It's that good. So, yeah, I'll play that on the next break. It's uh, Kamikaze. Fucking great. Cool. Fucking really good. Um, yeah, dude, he he goes off at everybody. It's fucking amazing. Um, what do you want to do? Celebrity? I had the drizzle news ready if you oh. want to run through that. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, I a minute. Uh, former, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, former. Former. School. See that one? Uh, former oh, schoolmate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, what is that? Um, yeah, that's one. Burglar? Yeah. Burglar. Burglar? And then Burglar and the worker. <laughs> For migrants, police officer, uh, Walmart. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess uh, police officer. Okay. All right. So, so <clears throat> former burglary. Let me see. <laughs> where, is, where is the music? Oh yeah, writers. Writers said too many rapes is amazing. Thank you, Ryder. <laughs> where's uh, where's uh, Drizzle News? Here we go. Does it start on its own? <laughs> Former schoolmate forced blind woman into prostitution. Yeah, well, that's cool because she couldn't see anything. It's not illegal if they can't see, right, Driz? Yeah. That's what your grandfather always told me. A Florida woman, she's right around the corner from you, Driz. A Florida woman took advantage of a legally blind former schoolmate and lured her into being sexually assaulted and forced into prostitution. Prostabunga, according to the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. Angel Williams, 22 years young, is being held over at over 2.3 million at uh, Duval County Jail for the win. Yeah, what an angel. Would you, yeah. would you uh, like to see that angel? Yo, I, I want her to, like, force me into prostitution. It's a little, like, yeah. conjugal prostitution over there. Yeah. Uh, the survivor posted, she's a strong survivor, to Facebook that she needed a job. Oh, I needed a job. That's why I blew him. Oh. <laughs> According to arrest reports obtained by law and crime. It comes Williams. Whatever the fuck that means. It comes. In comes Williams. They knew each other in high school. Apparently, uh, the suspect hooked up with a woman with a job to babysit children. And just said, hey, you're going to take an ice pop in the face. But and she it was, was like, a okay. Trick. It, was really, it was really a penis. Yeah, the victim arrived at home on August 9th and was told the kids wouldn't be arriving for an hour. Then a man identified as Ricky. <laughs> Co defendant Ricardo Gullion, 27, blocked the door, blocked a bunga, and said if they wanted to have fun with the woman, according to the arrest reports. They just want to have a little fun, right, Driz? Yeah. Yeah, I like to have fun with blind people all the time. I know yeah. you do. That's what I tell everyone down at the uh, I play precinct. Like, I play basketball with them. I'm always screaming to the cops how much you like that. After the rape, Williams' baby daddy, Antonio Williams, 44, and let's 
we drove, the blind woman back home searched her residence and then threatened her family. What the fuck? How did he get involved in this? According to arrest reports, Angel Williams played the leading role in forcing the woman into sex. That's no angel, is it, Tris? Yo, yeah, no, that's my kind of angel. I thought so. That was your kind of angel. She allegedly threatened the victim over the phone and told her not to tell anyone about the sexual assaults on August 11th. She went as far as to allegedly go to the blind classmate's home and forced her to put her hand in a purse. What the fuck are you getting out of your purse, you blind bitch? You can't even see. <laughs> that was fucked up. <laughs> it's drizzle right. news. Everything's fine to that music. It's true. Burglary suspect nabbed at the getaway vehicle gets stuck in a large pile of manure. Horseshit for the win. Yeah, I bet you that was fucking smelly. Isn't that back to the future? A bungling burglar in Minnesota! Say that 10 times faster, is No donut, shut the fuck up! Was nabbed after his pickup got stuck in a large pile of foul smelling maneuver for the win. Burglary Minnesota, burglar Minnesota, burglar Minnesota. Get away, according to reports, Matthew Bloomquist, 29 of Haywick, Minnesota! Was found standing on the side of the road smoking a cigarette covered in shit from his waist to his feet when deputies arrived to investigate Wednesday morning, according to Stearns County. Sheriff Don Goodmanson. Yeah, he's a pretty fucking cool guy if he was just smoking a cigarette while he was He didn't give covered. a shit. He was all yeah. covered in that shit. He was just like, I don't fucking care. He was wearing jean Fuck shorts <laughs> over long underwear and no shoes. What? He was a real fucking hayseed. <laughs> it sounds like Sam Slade down there, which uh, the deputies assumed there was something uh, in the manure pile. They thought he was hiding stuff in the shit, Driz. You ever hide yeah. anything in your shit? Yeah, they were like, something doesn't smell right. Obviously, the encounter was accompanied by a strong smelling odor. <laughs> so that's funny, isn't that funny? Yeah, Add that to is. the fair amount of rain we received over the weekend, and you got a nice blend. Deputy said Bloomquist was caught snatching lumber and other items from a farm shed in Maine Prairie Township. That's not Maine, it's Minnesota, you fucking dumb fucks. Get it straight. Yeah. When the farm owner called to report the overnight burglary, he said the pickup involved was still on the property, stuck in manure. The owner said two men, the owner said he saw two men, but one managed to run off. That's a fast motherfucker, isn't he? He's supposed to be stuck in shit, Driz. Yo, he's like Speedy Gonzalez. He's the fastest motherfucker in uh, that county in Maine, wherever the fuck yeah. it is. Bloomquist said the other man apparently spends hours trying to pick shit off his blouse, <laughs> off his bloomers. I don't know what the fuck it says. When questioned, Bloomquist told authorities that his friend bought the, bought the lumber. He was just transporting it for that friend. Yeah. That's what a good friend does, right, Driz? Yeah. Goodmanson said the deputy hosed off Bloomquist. Well, that's nice of that deputy to hose the shit off him. They're good cops. Yeah, nah, it's not because then he put out his cigarette. Yeah. You got a good point there, Driz. You got a good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. It can only get better from here, right? <laughs> right. Police officer dies after being sucker punched. Don't they have training for that, Driz? Yeah, it's called like how to avoid being sucker punched. Don't you just like dip back really fast? Yeah, it's something like that, a little bit more complicated. Like you gotta like dip back, but you gotta have your foot in the right spot and your hands in the right spot and your mind like has to be right on track. Then where did your police training get you, Driz? You just drizzled yeah, pretty far. condiments on people's food. 
Why aren't you working for the precinct? Yo, I am. I'm just undercover. Nobody really knows. Are you a good cop or a bad cop? I'm, I'm the bad cop. That's how I got into rapping. I'm really an undercover Yeah, rapper. you're a real bad rapper. I know that. Well, no, he I'm died. The best rapper. He had to be a sucker punched in Myrtle Beach. An off-duty police officer was killed this weekend when he tried to break up a bar fight near Myrtle Beach. Let's keep mind your business, cop, right? Yo, take sounds, the law in your own hands. He sounds like a fucking pussy. I've been sucker punched. He sounds like a real nosy punch. piece of shit. Don't you stay out of that yeah. fight. You let those guys break the pool yeah. cues. Right? Yeah. Police say Matthew Miniri, 41, who's from Connecticut. What the fuck was he doing in Florida? I'm gonna be a cop. I'm gonna figure this all out. He's in Connecticut, but he was in South Carolina biking with friends. I don't have any friends like that, do you, Driz? Yo, I got a whole biking group. I fucking hate you. The officer died on Sunday. Deputies charged Captain Todd, 21, with assault. In connection to the innocent incident, the innocent incident. Yeah. More charges could be coming. Is that what else could they be charged with? Sucker punching a cop? Is there more than that? Nah, that's it. You've never been sucker punched, Jace. Yeah, I've been sucker punched a hundred million times and survived. Now, like that pussy, he gets one fucking sucker punch. I and heard dies. that's what you were pledging for a sorority, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Did you make it in? Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrity news. Uh, what, what time are we at? Yeah, forty-one. All right, yeah, we got some time. Oh Let's my see. god, <laughs> that was good. Um, I like the second Roseanne. Oh yeah, I did put the machine gun in there. Okay. Um, but I was the do that. second Roseanne. This one. Yeah. Roseanne bar. Yeah, right. that one. Let me close this stuff. I found secondary to the first one, so that's the second one. Um. Blah, blah, blah. The Bishop is a great picture. I don't know if it's a good story, but definitely open that one. We'll check it out. It's rapey ass Bishop. Um, new video showing. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, okay. And maybe the other one if there's time. The candle. The candle. This is Slim Celebrity Gossip and News. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's going on, guys? This is Slim, and I have some celebrity news and gossip for you tonight. Roseanne Barr, I'm done with the U.S. I'm moving to Israel. Oh, the Jews what? are fine with racism. <laughs> yeah. Let me just go over there. <laughs> I do my show over there. Holy <laughs> fuck, what a dumb cunt. Who's she going to have? Was one of the characters on that show? <laughs> I don't even know. Is it like Dan? Who's that gonna be? Like Dreidel now? Like what, <laughs> Dreidel. what a cunt. She's gonna just do this show in fucking Israel. Uh, Roseanne Barr is drawing in the towel and leaving the U.S. Good. Barr appeared yeah. on uh, Rabbi Sh Shumley's, Shumley. Shumley's podcast and said she's headed for Israel. Why aren't you in our podcast? <laughs> yeah, right? She, she needs to hit it real big time. And yeah, be on that's our when you hit it big show. when you go on Rabbi Shumley's. <laughs> Yeah. Holy fuck. It's all uphill from there, Roseanne. <laughs> Doing the right thing. First, he says, uh, for a few months to study. Oh, okay, so she wants to get smart. She's going to study the racism over there <laughs> and see if it fits her. Right. But then she talks about a full-on move. Oh. I have an opportunity to go to Israel for a few months and study with my favorite teachers over there. She got a grant. Oh. 
From and that's where I'm going to go. I'm probably move somewhere there and study with my favorite teachers. She's taking classes? What? I, for what, though? Uh, Barr says she made a fatal mistake. Oh, what, being born in the U.S.? No. Her oh. fatal mistake was oh, apologizing for, apologizing for, for her racist, racist Oh, yeah, God forbid. Her, yeah, she's like... She didn't know there was a more racist place in America <laughs> that she would be embraced in. You oh. can't do that. You don't fucking apologize <laughs> and then say you I made a mistake. By, yeah, that you can't fucking take mistake. your apology back. Why? Because you you got cut out of your show. That's <laughs> yeah. a mistake. Like yeah. She what says a when cunt. Uh, <laughs> what an old cunt. Uh, when the left, yeah, that's what it, you're. You're absolutely right. That's what it was. Right. She thought if I apologize, I can get my show back, I and then she didn't it. get her show back. And, that, that, and then she probably. I'm assuming that's yeah, like that's what it was, be, yeah. and then she was like, uh, "I shouldn't have Fuck. apologized." Yeah, no. Which is just I admitting that you're a fucking racism. loser. Yeah. Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> She says, uh, when the left gets a hold of an apology from someone on the other side of the political spectrum, uh, they don't let it go and eventually destroy their adversary. It is true that once you apologize to someone, they do watch you and they do come at you for everything. I know uh, Tracy Morgan had a couple incidents like that. Um, yeah. And it was when he was on uh, 30 Rock and he was doing his stand-up, which his stand-up is insane. His okay. stand-up is ridiculous. It's great. I love it. But it is just so out there. And he said... um. How retarded people were as strong as chimps, as chimpanzees. And uh, they went after him for that, and he apologized. And then, like, yeah, every fucking week or month after that, it was something else they were coming at him. Oh, uh, okay. like so they, they were really dig, they did. dig. They dig. They dig. And yeah. Dig. Yeah. I mean, and like, like I said, that's just a joke. Like, uh, you yeah. know, like, ah, so yeah, no, they do come at you hard after that, but I guess just lay low. I don't know what the fuck to tell you, Roseanne Barr, the racist old cunt. What happened? Bar, who is a, a deeply religious Jew, goes oh, on to says? say, yeah. Oh, yeah, holy shit, I thought you were just out of it. I didn't think you could come up with anything that funny on your own, but you... Thanks. Yeah. That's true. She's though. a real Jew bear. <laughs> she loves that, uh, that Sabbath. I have some mental health issues and depression and stuff. What, who what does is, I have mental health issues and depression and stuff. What is stuff? And then I'll stop. That happens when you're a Jew. <laughs> yeah, I gotta stay in the middle. Stay away from or I'll go dark and I don't want to go dark again. Oh, yeah. I go you, dark won't, you. you won't like me when I go dark. I go like um, you. John Goodman just said Roseanne's gonna be killed off at the beginning of the reboot. And then changes <laughs> it into the Connors. Connors. John I Goodman is it. the best. I fucking love As John Goodman. moving to Israel, Bar says, I've saved a few pennies. She should have said shekels. <laughs> that would have been funny and racist, y'all Jew. <laughs> How about I write for you, Roseanne, huh? <laughs> How about we get that going? How about you give me some of that Jew money? What else? Uh, an apology? Um, That bishop, look at him. <laughs> look at him just cupping oh, he's a, a side boob right wow. there. Wow. Oh, Let me make sure everybody sees this. How, how do you think that was okay? Look at that creep. Look at that. Look at his smile. <laughs> Bishop apologized for how he touched Ariana Grande at Aretha Franklin's funeral service. Look at him just squeezing her <laughs> it's side. A, like, yeah, just it the is look, super creepy. The look is like, like he just got a boner. Like, that's like, the yeah. look on his face. Look. And look he's at me. clearly like touching her I boob. I don't know. Is that like side boob or is that more like in the ribs? Because that's Ooh. like almost like you're penetrated if like his fingers are in between your ribs. That's creepy. Yeah. 
That, yeah, yeah, way, it's, it's like side boob. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's a little bit of the. That's like that's like not, massaging the, the, the end of the side boob. But yeah, the no. position of the hand that's not accidental. It's that's fucking, purposely. Yeah. I'm going to touch your Especially boob. Especially when you see that like look of like a wolf on his face. <laughs> like, he's just <laughs> a wolf. eating like Little Red Riding Hood. Like what a piece of shit. Bishop Charles H. Ellis the Third. That's a long name. <laughs> is apologizing after he was criticized for how he touched singer Ariana Grande. I touch them all like that. <laughs> yeah. Huh? All the singers, they I'm like sorry, that. I should have kept my hand back a little further. I should have put it farther a little bit. Huh? <laughs> huh? You want me to squeeze it from the side? Oh, he even made a joke as well as a joke he made about her name during, uh, what is that fucking uh, Aretha. Aretha Franklin's Aretha, funeral? Uh, yeah. Aretha, um, I don't know. She, she was some famous singer or something, yeah. right? I have Old no fucking clue. Sang. All right. A lot of good songs. The bishop who <laughs> officiated one. the service was just one of the reasons Grande went viral on Friday as she was criticized as well for her dress being too short and for bringing Pete Davidson with her to the memorial. Who's Pete? I don't know. I he's a real bad guy to bring to memorials. <laughs> I guess that's not a funeral cleavage dress. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand. Yeah, like what's wrong with that? I I guess that's why the bishop touched her. He's like, oh, if you're yeah, going to dress well, like a whore, gonna I'm going like to trust that. your I'm going to grab those boobies, <laughs> huh? Hey, look, I'm a bishop. <laughs> uh, what else do we got here? So let's start with Ellis, who came under fire for appearing to touch her inappropriately after her performance. It is, especially when your face looks like that, bro. <laughs> Those watching the service quickly took to Twitter to sound off on how uncomfortable she appeared as he held onto her above her waist. There's a video of it? Like, he did he not let go? Like, yeah, no, that is creepy. Like, yeah, she does look like, get the fuck off me. She should have said something, I've though. I've got to apologize. Yeah. Oh, his oh, fingers yeah. are, like, he's moving. He's, like, squeezing it. Yeah, he's squeezing it. I have to my 28-year-old daughter. Oh, yeah, she looks Dad, like. you are old at 60. She wants out of there. When I saw Ariana Grande on the program, I thought oh, that was a new something at Taco Bell. Oh my God. Oh, pulled it girl, let me give you all your respect. <laughs> let me grab that boob, girl. She's an icon herself. I'm surprised he didn't go for the old ass tap. <laughs> the old man ass tap. <laughs> um, it would never be my attention. This is what he said. It would never be my attention. To touch any woman's breast. So you're gay? Oh, so you're a fan. You just want to hop dicks? You want floppy, floppy dicks in your face, bro? Go he, for told, you he told the Associated Press after the complaint surfaced. <clears throat> I don't know. I guess I put my arm around her. Maybe I crossed the border. That's not your arm around her. Maybe I was too friendly or familiar, but again, or too I squeezy. apologize. <laughs> or too squeezy. I hug all the female artists. And they're the male artist. How does he hug the male artist? Just a crabster balls? <laughs> do you hug the Franklin like that? <laughs> I don't know if he just reached in the casket and just squeeze a little side tit. <laughs> I mean, they're dead. What are they going right. to They can't complain. Right, it's okay. Nobody's going to know you did that, Bishop. I love you, Bishop. You're a piece of shit. He continued saying, I grabbed everybody's boob throughout the service. Yeah. All the guys got that too, huh? Everybody that was up. I shook the boobs, he just loves their penises, yeah, he, he their asses. That's what we are all about in the church. Yeah, that's how the church grows. Oh, that's a cat. We all about love. Yeah, we The last we, thing we I want to do is to be a distraction this day. This is all about Aretha Franklin. He um, made God proud. He was <laughs> yeah, he for did. forgiveness, so it's fine. And Jesus loves you, but everyone else thinks you're an asshole, Bishop. That's all I know. 
And I guess he 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 uh, then just apologized about his joke for comparing her to an item on the uh, Taco Bell menu. Oh yeah, he did say that. Yeah, he did. What a, what a fucking, he's even worse. You're even worse of a piece of shit. You fucking asshole. I love I this. Know. I personally and sincerely apologize. I apologize to, to Taco to her Bell. Fans. I apologize no, 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 to Taco Bell. No, no, no. This is even better to her fans and the whole Hispanic community. <laughs> he told that was he, wow. <laughs> yeah, now you're just what? digging yourself a grave there, you fucking asshole. Hispanic. Wow! I know all those Hispanics don't like Taco Bell jokes. All those jokes. Spanish people, I'm sorry, it's not real Spanish I will, food. I will joke about Taco Bell. Holy fuck! What a when you're man. doing a program for nine hours, you try to keep it lively. You know your your penis. You got to keep it up. You try to insert it. Some jokes here and there. I like that. That's your six year old <laughs> black man voice. That's yes. Really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. I think we're going to be <laughs> You don't like my 60-year-old no. black. <laughs> oh, God. It sounded like a... Uh, maybe like a 20-something-year-old Slim trying to pick up a chick. Like, I think that's what I would classify <laughs> that as. All right, we're going on break. We will be back with uh, Christopher Minori. He right. uh, wrote the uh, Texas Chainsaw Musical. That's amazing. And I will play some of the uh, Eminem... <laughs> Hopefully no ads play, but it's really good. All right, cool. Really good. It's called Kamikaze, and the song is Not Alike featuring Royce the 5'9". This is the Slambagini himself, baby. And if you're a listener of the Robin Slim Show, then I'm sure you're a fan of Sauces Matisse. We open lots of our best shows with his songs. But don't wait to hear his music's just on our show, baby. Go to SoySauceSound.com and listen all the time. With 10 albums for free or a little charge. With the option of purchasing for a donation. Almost 100 songs so far. New music is constantly dropping. You'd have to be a real piece of shit not to. He has killer tracks like Only Sometimes. Well, my music doesn't make a lot of moolah sense Nuh-uh. Cause I'm a dash of Adam Driver, makes a coupon set Match a dapper dude dashing, but I'm poop on mess Ew. Give me a beat, give me a pen and a pattern, then who got next? Me, you got teeth coming after you like you was the nest I never deceive when I'm rapping, I'ma do it for next Ooh. I cannot believe what some veterans to do for a check Because I'm a beast and I'm better, but I'm goofy as that Nerd Punk I wonder what's my pitch to be an internet sensation I call these godly marketers sixth internet sensation Cause it's data and it's dedicated, intricate and patient But with every waking day I strain to pick up with the patient Every time I'm feeling like the slightest of the doubt I just keep on fucking writing so my light don't fizzle out And expectations Lower your expectations You go to work after ain't nobody heard That ain't ain't nobody earned For you rapping any words Said it were because you're sure That a rapper spitting verses As perfect as you have is deserving of a sure pastor Yeah, it's the entitlement and attitude. Like everybody gotta pat you on the back, but alas, you're a hack and you're whack, so you have to lower your expectations. So what are you waiting for, baby? Go to SoySauceSound.com and start listening today. Yeah! This is Chris Tucker, motherfucker, and you're listening to the Robin Slim Show. They ain't got no black friends whatsoever, man. Ain't got no black friends, and they always hide in the wallets when I come over, bitches. All right. All right, Robinson Show. We're back with Christopher Minori. Christopher. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. How you doing, brother? Good. Good. Thanks. Um, you written, you wrote, and uh, you're creator and co-author of a Texas Chainsaw Musical, correct? That's right. That's right. That's awesome. Uh, it's, uh, that, 
Best uh, best damn musical since Macbeth. <laughs> I was going to ask, have you ever heard, uh, it, when I first came across your project, it reminded me of Silence the Musical. I didn't know if you ever heard that. It's uh, a couple, uh, two I, brothers that made a Silence <laughs> of the Lambs musical. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I have heard that. I've heard a couple of the songs, and they're, they're pretty raw. They're, <laughs> they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> what, uh, what made you want to do a Texas Chainsaw musical? So, you know, this thing is really, really old when I first started thinking about it. Before there were any, you know, before people were turning all these movies into plays, I originally thought about it back in high school, and it was a joke. It was just a title that I put, you know, in the playbill as something I was doing. <laughs> um, and people would say, hey, when, when are you do doing that play? When are you doing it? And the more I thought about it, and I was doing more writing and so yeah, I just I just decided to do it, and uh, turned out pretty good. <laughs> I love that. I was gonna ask if it was something you worked like since college or like you said high school. I didn't know. Like I figured it takes like a long time to make a musical. Musicals rough. Um, you know, I, I also I um, I write. I, I've got some books out too, and musicals are tough. And you know, uh, me and and my partner, the guy who did the music, Corey Corey Bidoff, we had no idea of any of this. And we live on different sides of the, the country. I, I live over on the East Coast, and he's over on the West Coast. Wow. Um, we actually only, yeah, we actually only hooked up, I want to say, like maybe three or four times while we while we wrote the whole thing. How did you uh, uh, we find just, each other? We, so we were best friends in high school, and um, we, uh, we were in that same play where I joked about this thing. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And um, we, you know, we lost track of each other. He moved to San Francisco and I moved up north to New York at the time. And um, and then I just like, you know, I found his number. Uh, um, I don't even remember where, but I, I called him and he had started playing music. And we, we just completely learned together. In fact, Corey is really funny. Corey doesn't even read um, read music, right? He, uh, he did this whole thing just on, on guitar because that's what he knew at the time. Um, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, so yeah, we really kind of, you know, not just learned how to do a musical, but I was really learning how to write at that time and finding kind of my style and he was learning how to do music and we were just super lucky that our, our styles mesh cause it's, it's not easy to work with me. <laughs> me neither, bro. Me neither. Um, so I'm curious. Uh, <laughs> I just lost what I was going to say. You know, <laughs> never mind. I was going to ask. So, did you, um, like you said, he did the music on a guitar? Did you then yeah. go after like an orchestra to do the music, or did you just did he yeah. just do it? Yeah, yeah. We actually we wound up having to hire someone to transcribe uh, the music for us. Wow. Um, you know, we had, um, we had, he had all these demo tapes and he had friends who had recording studios and helped him kind of, uh, fill out the music and everything. Cause like I said, he wrote it on, on guitar. It might've even been acoustic. I, I almost want to say. And, um, and, and yeah, once, once we really felt like we had, uh, um, kind of where, where it needed to be, then, uh, we wound up having to hire somebody to, to turn it into sheet music for us. <laughs> I remember what I was going to ask now. So was the musical the first thing you had ever actually written because you said you had just started getting into writing? Yeah, I was writing short stories is where I really started. Um, and I was really lucky Like when, when I was, gosh, I think I wrote my first story when I was about 13. And it was kind of like, when I say first, you know, like my first kind of adult story, right? That, wasn't just me 
you know, shitting all over the paper. And um, we wound up, um, I, I sent it out to some fanzines and I found one that, that, you know, published it. I had another short story I had written and I got that one done. And then really uh, that was it as far as like trying to publish. At that point, I just started trying to write and learn to write and kind of, you know, playing with words and, and learning the rules so that I could break them and all, all of that really. And then like I say on the play, man, I just, God, it was so crazy, you know, what we were trying to do there that um uh i i really that that's where i picked up my style i remember the exact scene i um i was working on when i went oh this is it and suddenly i knew how to write <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome are you constantly adding like new songs to the musical or is it pretty much done so we're not we're we're done it plays um all around the country um wow. uh, in fact it's going to be in philadelphia uh in pennsylvania um in october uh, at the Barnstormers Theater, which is very cool. It's very, very old theater. Um, but, uh, no, we, we closed it out uh, last year. Corey did, um, and I should send to you for when you do some Christmas shows, but Corey wrote uh, kind of a Christmas song um, that, that kind of tied in with the chainsaw. It's like a chainsaw Christmas song or something like that. It's really funny. Nice. But, uh, no, other than that, um, Corey and I hang out. We talk all the time. But, really, I've just been working a lot on you know, I, I did an anthology a couple of years ago, which had some of those stories I talked about, you know, modernized and, and quite a few others. And then uh, I just put out another book, Little Idiots, which is kind of like, uh, I don't know, if you took Harry Potter, written by Douglas Adams uh, on a lot of acid. Wow, that sounds <laughs> I was going to ask, that's what I was going to ask uh, what Little Idiots was, because I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, it's about this uh, this demon. It's basically it's a detective story, but with demons who are basically the good guys and the angels who are basically the bad guys, and um, and uh, and so this this demon Sam gets kind of framed for stealing souls that were meant for for heaven, and so he gets banished to earth, and he basically has to kind of you know find that figure out who framed him and and uh, you know take him down, get him over to to Satan. Um, and, uh, it's, it's really funny. It's, it's done pretty well. Um, that. so yeah, definitely it's available on Amazon for anybody who's interested. I love that. Clear my name, Satan. <laughs> Prove that. I... Well, it's funny. You know, Everybody. So, so Satan, hell is kind of like this business, right? From this business. And I never actually refer to Satan as Satan. He's always known as the CEO, you know? And so it's, um, I, I actually was thinking when I wrote him, I was thinking kind of a, of a Peter Capaldi. I'm I'm a huge Capaldi fan, Doctor Who, especially Malcolm Tucker. So, uh, you know, I try to, to kind of uh, uh, give him all these, you know, just standard personalities. Nobody is really scary kind of monster demon. You know, everybody's kind of just just as big a jerk as, as we are here. Just right? doing I, a yeah. job, yeah. I just, love that yeah. kind of writing. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's that, genre's that. That made me think, too, um, I'm a big fan, and I didn't expect to be. I expected to hate it, but um, my your pretty face is going to hell. I thought it, it looks like a crappy put-together show, but it is really well-written and really funny. And that's kind of what it is. It's like yeah, so running you know, a business. So, you know, it's so funny you mention that because I bring it up to people all the time and nobody, I mean, a lot of people watch, but my crowd don't really watch that. So um, <laughs> my daughter, uh, she um, sometimes apprentice, you know, that's filmed here in Georgia. And oh, um, my I daughter sometimes that. apprentices with a makeup artist here, Shane Morton. So she actually um, helped do some of the makeup on that. That's and, awesome, um, bro. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, and so I got to go down because uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, of Dana. Um, uh, I, I'm a huge fan now. I can't think of his name. Uh, oh, gosh, Satan, Dana, right? I don't know. He put so Dana Gould happened to be. Um, what's that? Is it Dana Gould? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you very much. Um, so and he was in it, so I, I ran down to uh, Dana Snyder. That's, so, that's right. Okay, so yes. the voice of Master Shake. Right? Yes, that's what okay. so I wanted to go down and meet yes. him. Uh, so I got to go down in a second. She was working one day, and my wife went with me, and uh, she was on her way to the bathroom. And uh, the guy who plays Satan was coming back from there, and he was in full makeup. And they talked for a minute, and he realized. I, um, Bella had done uh, my daughter Bella had done his makeup and he realized that Brandy was, was uh, her mom and, and he was just raving about her and, and Brandy came back and she was like oh uh, Bella that Satan just loves your work <laughs> I'd put that on a resume right yeah, now Satan loves my work right? exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love that. oh my god dude that's that's an amazing story you said um you put together yeah. an anthology collection of your old short stories so that means you held on to your short stories from when you you were a kid i did i did um so it's what it was was you know i had done the play and it had been so long since i i, I had completed it. and like i said it plays around the country um and i would go to these question and answer periods at, at the shows and people would be what are you doing now and it's always oh i'm writing a book oh i'm writing a book and it's like i'm not really doing anything right i mean i gotta put something out at some point so i wanted <laughs> you, to you promised a book I so. to, <laughs> exactly so i wanted to write a book and, but i wanted to get something out kind of like i had to get it out just have something out there right yeah. to get me kind of kick-started and uh, so I had all these short stories, so I took that and I redid them all, and that got me about halfway through the book. And then everything else is new. Okay. So it, some of it is is um, is older stuff, um, and then some of it is, is uh, uh, new, and it's very eclectic. It, you know, it's not the kind of anthology. Usually they're a collection of similar stories, and, and while it, it's got kind of my always weirdness going through it, some of them are just straight-out fantasy comedy um, some of them are straight out horror and then some is just really, really dark horror. So like oh. for some of my friends who don't like horror, I have to go through and kind of mark which chapters <laughs> they can read. Right. Let's put an X on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> Not for you. <laughs> exactly. And, um, so you really genre, uh, bo- yeah. genre bond, bend, bend, bend. genre bender. <laughs> genre bender yeah, inside I, that. I do. I, I think that's fun, right? So even like with, with like I said, with little, um, little idiots, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's comedy, it's fantasy, it's got elements of heart, it's very violent at times. Um, but then uh, a lot of times I, I think the violence goes into kind of a Monty Python thing where it's just so much, right? Like Mr. Creaso just vomiting out gallons and gallons, right? Over the top. Uh, and then yeah, it's also a detective no. novel. Yes. And really, uh, I tried to do very, very, um, you know, like a true hard-boiled type uh, detective story. So it follows a lot of those conventions. Even the play is a silly comedy, but we we were very careful to make sure it is just about it's in the same style as any Broadway show you would see right we kept mm-hmm. all the conventions we made sure the music was the same type of, of ideas and things and so that to me is really fun just grabbing all these different areas and, and kind of bending them and mixing them you know nice Christopher do you travel with the show 
I, I do. So I don't travel with the show. I don't produce it, right? Me and Corey do not produce it. We just collect the checks, right? Oh, nice. Um, we, we did the very first show uh, we did at the San Francisco Fringe Festival, and we actually paid, we self-produced that one. Okay. And um, it was its opening. It was a three-day show, just three shows. And by the second show, we had picked up um, a, a producer who produced it locally there. Wow. And, uh, and then we've had one to two shows every, every year. Um, you know, and it's producers approach us, and they want to put it on. And, and uh, the thing is, what, what winds up happening is it's such a, sh- you know, a word-of-mouth type show. And uh, the, the show, it typically you'll find at every single theater, it's the first night is, is uh, kind of about half full or so um, because nobody, you know, a lot of people haven't heard of it. And then after that, it's every show is packed after that. That's amazing. Right? It's just That's such a gonna... bizarre. Wow. Kind That's of what... silly stuff. I was going to um, ask too, is it always the same like actors or did they just find their own everywhere it's it's performed? No, no. It's, it's imagine like... Um, you know, uh, you're you're a theater, right? And you typically you you have a run of shows you do each season, right? That's that's what it is. So that's they're all different uh, theaters. They're oh, wow. different actors. That's it's so in cool. different states across the country. Um, it's uh, it, it 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 really is. It, it's it's like we've written it. We've kind of said, okay, put it out there, and whoever wants to put it on can put it on, and we. Uh, you know, we we really work with them to kind of let them make it their own show, which and is yes, really important. That is awesome. And, uh, like you're never going to see the same performance. No, 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 no. And we don't. You know, people have added stuff on. I mean, people have added some insane stuff in here. You know, like um, I they had one where um, uh, there's this one scene where. This, this couple, you know, you hear in the dark, they're talking about how beautiful it, it's set for lovemaking. And then the lights come up and it's just bodies and body parts all over the stage. <laughs> and uh, this one theater thought it would be really funny to have one of the, the, the uh, corpses shoot flowers like out of its butt, right? They set up this special effect to just shoot them out of there. Um, I, I saw that. It, it, it worked. I mean, out of context, it, it might sound a little off. But it does good. sound silly, but I, um, I love it. Just, I love it either way. If it works or it doesn't, I love that. Right, right, exactly. Oh, who'd you get those? Hey, read the card. How those get up there? Um, so, um, uh, yeah, we've had another theater where uh, there's a scene where these the serial killer and this other guy are kind of dancing. They're doing this duet, but they're supposed to be in different places. And and they had it. it it's kind of a singing in the rain number. And this theater actually had it raining on stage. And one half they had, you know, with the hero, they had just rain. And on the on the side where um, where the the killer was, it was raining blood. Right. So, I mean, people have really gone out. Um, they do uh, they do um, uh, like blood seats, right? Uh, splatter sections where they'll charge a little bit extra <laughs> and people come in and they just they'll shoot out blood all over. Because originally I thought wouldn't it be fun if it was like a 3D movie. Right. So yeah. I had a lot of stuff coming out into the audience <laughs> and, uh, and people have run with that one one theater. Uh, they were shooting out. Four, they set up blood cannons and were were shooting out forty gallons of blood um, a show. <laughs> I hope it was real blood. That's all I hope. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's awesome though. Um, what is your favorite song on in the musical, Christopher? Uh, you know, I think it's. Um, 
uh, I think it's uh, 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 the, the gospel according to Stephen is kind of a um, oh gosh, it's kind of like a uh, a, a Greek chorus type thing, um, along with uh, uh, you know done by Cab Calloway, right? Nice. And um, yes. it's just it's really wild. It's got kind of all different uh, beats and tunes to it. It's got a nun is the lead singer, right? And she kind of goes into this great sexy little number out of that, and uh, it's just very funny and really great. But um, uh, I mean, honestly, you know, the, the music is really good. It hits. There are songs that are kind of a country style. There are songs that are, um, are are more, you know, quite a few that are more rock. Some that are just more kind of dramatic ballads. Um, we steal a little bit from Queen. Nice. Um, and Queen. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's, and you know, and then at the end, the one thing we made sure to do was like this big style um, Broadway, you know, finale scene. So yeah, the the the, the stuff is great. Um, you know, I, I sent you guys a, a copy of soundtrack, so I, uh, you know. I was just uh, gonna say, I noticed I had the, I had the Christmas song in there. That is amazing. That's amazing. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot we added that on there. Yeah. <laughs> is uh is the soundtrack available uh, to buy online? It is. Uh, you can get that also on um, either at CD Baby or you can get it on Amazon. Awesome. Awesome. Um, shit. I had a question. I in uh, like Slim. I lost it. Um. Uh, oh, that's what I was going to ask. Is there any other movies or anything that you are going to turn into a musical or you would like to? So I actually, I feel like I've got this one more musical in me um, and I want to get away from horror. And so what I'm really thinking of is, um, uh, and I've, I've just like barely started kind of, um, kind of putting it together and kind of sketching it out in my head. So it, it, it I want to do a musical this time on disaster films. And, um, uh, I wanted to do kind of a, uh, 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 like a Poseidon adventure with, you remember the old beach party movies with like Annette and, <laughs> yeah. and Frankie Avalon and all that. Um, yes. Uh, oh. Yeah, Beach Blanket Poseidon is ah. kind of the working title. I like that. And, I was going to say, you could work like Twister yeah, I think in that. that would be hilarious, right? Yeah. Twister, was that I, another one, Day After Oh, tomorrow. Day After Tomorrow, I think? Yeah, there's some great disaster right. movies. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Um, earlier, you had said that like writing a, a musical is very difficult, so in your opinion, what is the most <laughs> difficult thing about writing a, a musical that would differ from writing like a normal screenplay? So, you know, either a screenplay or novel or really anything like that, you kind of pick, you're reading it in your head and it reads one, it reads pretty much the same way you're looking at it on paper. Like it, it reads very close to how you intend it to be, right? Uh, the way I write it is the way pretty much everybody's going to read it. They might interpret it differently, but basically they're reading it the way I, I intended. A musical doesn't, well, any kind of stage play really doesn't work that way because what I write and the cadence I do and the timing in my head that I put down doesn't necessarily translate the stage. And you really, uh, you really have to see it performed and watch the audience. And you've got to do that a bunch of times and then go back and, and modify your, your script to that. Right. I mean, I cut so much out because it was hilarious on paper um, but it didn't work on stage. The audience would laugh and they would lose stuff or, you know, occasionally apparently actors have to breathe or, um, 
it's just uh, it, it doesn't sound safe. like to me. I, I would recommend if anybody wanted to write, you know, wanted to seriously write a stage play that that you want to see produced or something. Get hooked up. Get something written um, uh, to start with, one or two drafts, and then get hooked up. Try to partner up with some theater that that has actors and all that, and, and see if they'll do some staged readings or kind of work. You know, allow you to do almost like a workshop to play. Right? Mm. Uh, you have to. Otherwise, it's just yeah. it's just not gonna gonna work for you. It's you know, I think we spent you know like ten years on this thing, right? Wow. And of course, we had it difficult because of the distance, but it's. It's a lot of work. It's not, you know, I wrote my last novel in a year and a half, you know. Um, uh, this took us 10 years because you have to change it and modify it and go back and change it again. And During all that time, uh, it, is it like, is really it like you're laying a lot of money out at the point to, to just get the project done or or no? Well, yeah, no, yeah, we, we, we definitely, uh, have, we've had a lot of shows out where you have not any, anywhere close to making back what we've, you know, had to put in when it oh. comes to, um, you know, we had to, uh, of course the stage reading, you know, I mean, it's expensive, the stage of production, even as bare bones as our was ours was. And then of course the soundtrack. Uh, yeah. that we produce because you know again we wanted our problem is we're perfectionists right we didn't want to just um uh, do a you know in somebody's basement to a soundtrack we wanted a studio soundtrack with with professional singers who were also actors and and so you know all that kind of stuff kind of cost but um it's not i i think for us it's really not the money it'd be great to to get the the money back but you know, we get kind of paid back, right? So one of our shows, the, the Cleveland Plain Dealer, called a, a top 10 show of that year, right? That alone just, boom, I just got paid back. Ah, right? that's an amazing an audience And I see them enjoying it, and boom, I got paid back. That's awesome. I love that, yes. Well, what I'm curious about, though, is that the process you um, just explained is, like, you write it, watch it performed, and then rewrite it. So now, during those periods where you're doing the rewriting are you just like hiring a private performance for just you and your buddy to watch and then rewriting from that? Or are you just like throwing out a script, watching it produced and then rewriting it then? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what we're doing. Um, and we, we have even, um, like I said, we're perfectionists. So, so yeah. that's exactly what we do. We would do a, a, a stage reading or we'd see it perform, you know, fringe and we go, that's not working. This isn't working. And, and really kind of pay attention to, to the audience's reaction to things too. What are they laughing at? What are they, you know, what's really affecting them emotionally? And then we'd, wow. we'd go back and I'd, I'd rewrite the book and Corey would play with the music. And although he, I'll be honest, he had to do a lot less rewriting than I did. <laughs> He's a lot better than I am. That's what I'm saying. He's really good and I'm winging it. <laughs> so somebody who might've saw your, so somebody who might've saw this musical like five years ago and if they sat down and saw it now it would be a completely different thing. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we pulled main characters out um, completely. It, in wow. fact, when I first wrote the show, uh, it was there was a narrator in the show, right? It was it was the serial killer's dead mother, and she would decay further and further. Like every time you'd see her throughout the play, you know, body parts would be falling off her, and <laughs> and it was funny, but it. It, it yeah, she was my favorite character, as a matter of fact, and it was funny, but it just was taking away from the play. You know, um, and so I had to do the tough thing and, and pull her out. Now she went from being the, the main catalyst of the play and, and really running it and one, probably one of the lead parts to she has one song at the beginning and a little thing right at the end, and that's it, right? And you've, wow. 
You got to be able to do that. Yeah, Chris, I we have to wrap this up, dude. But thank you so much for talking to us. Um, where can everybody find you, your book, and the musical? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, go to Amazon.com. All my uh, my both books are there, um, as well as the the soundtrack. Um, uh, if you go to minorjoystudios.com, that's my website, and I'm always putting up where the new shows are. You can also go to texaschainsawmusical.com, or I'm also on Facebook and Twitter, and, um, you know, stroke my ego and follow me. Awesome, brother. And uh, I'm going to play the gospel according to Stephen for our break. Oh, that's what I like to hear. All right. Thanks, guys. No problem, dude. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Hey, thanks much. Cheers. Later, dude. We will be back. And like I said, I'm going to play the gospel according to Stephen. I'm going to save the Christmas one for our Christmas show. All right. So if you're wondering. Uh, Spoilers. Hopefully... Yeah. <laughs> That's a big spoiler alert. It's our mid-season finale. <laughs> hey, what? I've come here for my Christy. Go back. Go back. I've come here for my Christy. Go back.
Hey, Slambo. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to read a sweet graphic novel about a 17th century kid whisked into a mysterious world of the occult, intense danger and excitement? Oh, yeah, yeah. Then look no farther, my friend, and go to the Voyager. And go get the Voyager, written by Jeff Sturge and illustrated by Nick Marinkovich. Where do I find it? Go to... Yeah, uh, Gern, Gernica Editions, G-U-E-R-N-I-C-A-D-E-D-I-T-I-O-N-S.com or Amazon.com. That's a lot easier to find than Gernicians. And order the Voyager, and that's spelled V-O-Y-A-G-E-U-R. Don't care, baby, I'm ordering that right now, yeah! Fuck yeah. This, 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 this is Hollywood actor Steve Coulter. Uh, uh, and I'm appearing with the delightful scumbags, uh, Robin Slim. Raymond the Amish comic. Hey, what's cracking? What's happening, man? What, uh, how long have you been doing comedy for? Oh, May 1991. Wow. Full, full, wow. Full time since, since 1996. I think I've been, like, uh, this is the only way I eat is like uh, about 27 years now. Congratulations, man. That is, that That's you've made it, bro. Yes. Well, yes and no. I'm still waiting. I, uh, I got about five years left to become an overnight sensation. That's what um, oh, we talked really? to a guy years ago, and he said kind of like you could be a great comedian, you could be around for 30 years and just not known because you never got that TV spot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a recipe for how you make it or you don't make it. And my family hopes I make it before I drop dead, so I got something to leave them. <laughs> <laughs> Are the Amish people supportive of you? Like, how does that work? Well, no, the uh, that's a big fat no right there. I, when I perform in Lancaster, there is uh, sometimes a group of Amish young guys only that sneak off to my show, but then somebody oh. wrecks it by asking, can we go see the Amish comedian curse and mock us? And then of course, no, <laughs> then they're gone for a couple of years. So but, uh, <laughs> I for, thought you were going to say like, there's, have a, there's Amish protesters that show up to every show. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. They protest by farming and staying home. That's the big protest there. <laughs> by not um, even knowing because they don't have electricity. <laughs> they don't, and there's nobody going to rat shrink me out. That's the beauty of me about I was on America's Got Talent Season 5, wow. and they had bad information. They followed me around, and we were, like, sequestered. So I was like, I followed around, a little pre-interview, and the lady she tried to shit his phone, actually goes, I understand you have a very big Amish following. No, you have bad information. Well, she hounded me 15 times, so I finally said, yes, I have a big Amish following. If that makes you happy. Three, there's buggy gridlock out on the highway every time I come in. They were not going to take no for an answer, so I just said, ah, fuck it, I'll just roll with it. <laughs> I love, too, that you were dirty. I like that you were blue. Amish guy. I uh, I love the f bomb. I'm a big fan of it. I think we live in what I call a what the fuck world, and I can't believe more people are not cursing up a storm. It's not like a sexual thing. It's just like what the fuck happened now? <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? What even? Yeah. What even is going on anymore? I I I, I have a hard time. I always said the word fuck just adds color to the sentence. Yeah, it peppers the conversation it, nicely. It's really, uh, it's a therapy word. It's got a nice, crisp, fuck, and I've tried uh, 27 years to find a substitute word uh, 
go shuck yourself doesn't have the thing that soft ass it, it's, it's got to be fucked and then I I was just in Ireland and I found, found a loophole because I do radio like I'm on radio tomorrow where I can't say fuck oh. um, so I thought I had a loophole feckin' Uh, turns out feckin' is also a curse word in this country, so you can't just say, <laughs> go feck yourself. Go feck yourself. What the fuck? What the feck? What the fuck? I'm can like, you... I, I was so excited. Or finally, I can say feck on the, on the Lehigh Valley radio tomorrow, and I'm there, uh, no. So you might as well say fuck if you're going to get everybody fired. Yeah. Go out. What, what if you just say... the fuck, not the feck. What if you say peck? Can you say peck? Or you just go peck yourself. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's it's got to be fuck or nothing. I don't want to. I don't want to soft coat it. Nice. It's either you know, if you want to get, if you want to get everybody fired, like go fuck yourself. I did in, in my twenty five years. I, I let one f bomb slip on a radio. I was talking to guys in Ohio, and this is pre. Uh, Janet Jackson's knocker hanging out at the Super Bowl, so they were a little more lenient. Uh, and they said, did, 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 did the Amish guy just drop an F-bomb? I tried to cover it. I said, well, it's, it's, it's uh, uh, P-H-U-C-K is the way we spell it. And it refers to the little area above the lip where uh, we shave our mustache. So uh, apparently uh, nobody got fired from that. But oh. I, that was a one-time get-out-of-jail-free card. Like nice. Um, what was I going to ask? Um, oh, yeah, I heard you say that you uh, started in comedy because you called the radio radio show. Is that correct? Yeah, it was, uh, I, I, like, uh, I don't like tension in the world. I like everything to be like it is in Mary Poppins. And uh, one of my first <laughs> hell jobs was uh, screen printing T-shirts. And the tension in this shop was just horrible. And so these goon balls used to actually just phone in this morning radio show. In fact, that's the same guys I'm going to be on tomorrow. Uh, it's the Bear Manny Keith in the Lehigh Valley, WZVO, plug another radio show on your radio show. That's fucked up, but I did it anyway. What show is it? Um, I didn't catch that. It's, it's WZVO in the Lehigh Valley, the Bear Man and Keith. They've been around. They've been with me for 27 years. Cool. Uh, my uh, my print shop guys actually used to just dial in and hand me the phone, and I just go crazy. Uh, it got to the point where they liked having me on, and I and they scheduled for me to call my have to go to the bathroom. I almost got fired because the boss said that guy goes to the bathroom. More than anybody twice his age. Like, well, this guy's always shitting. So, <laughs> so my yeah, my, my career actually started in the toilet, in the indoor plumbing. And that's where it's only up from there, my friend. I love that. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's actually that's a and that's a comfort zone too because when you're when you phone in to radio station, if you suck, man, they just hit the Led Zeppelin button or you just hang up the phone and you're fucking done. You can't you can't see the audience or nothing. So it, yeah. It's a, it's my first uh, half year on stage. I kind of felt like I wanted to perform from in a toilet with a with a microphone and a, a telephone, and in case anything goes wrong, I just fuck it. I'll just flush the thing, and I'll just hide, and, and we'll be out of here. So, I I, uh, I, I, uh, I know what you're talking about. I worked in the printing industry, and dude, you see fist fights, you see knives pulling on wow. people like I all the time, dude. That. That, for six bucks an hour. What? Yeah, yeah for six bucks an hour. What the fuck's wrong with these people? That in restaurants. It's, it's, Print 
shirts and steal them and sell them illegally like any normal person before you stab <laughs> someone in the eye. Yeah, dude. I've seen, uh, I, I forget, like it just started out joking between these two guys, like back and forth, like, yeah, your mom, your mom, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, next thing you know, raise a knife to somebody's neck. <laughs> and like blood's starting uh, to like leak out. Like what? What happened? Every, How'd that happen? Every fine stabbing, every fine stabbing starts as a joke. As a printing. <laughs> right. It starts as, as, as printing a t-shirt and a joke. <laughs> oh, hold on one sec, Amish comic. I think we got another call coming in. Rob and Slim Show. Hold on. Rob and Slim Show. Oh, now it is. Rob and Slim Show. Hey. Are you guys new at this? Yeah, it's our first day. Who's this? Uh, well, I'm not going to tell. What? <laughs> what? Fucking cunt. That would have been our 930. Did I just get phone sex there? <laughs> I think so, Amish comic. You just got laid. Do I block that? or not, Maybe I I'm blocked that paying. to 930. Not, you don't have my credit card. I'm not paying $3.99 a minute for that. Fuck that. That's <laughs> funny or anything. Yeah, I guess, it's, I guess we're that shitty. She has if it was our first day. Oh, Man. she called well, back? That's a, that's a terrible call. Oh, that, you see, that's the thing I hate about the group? comedy. Okay. Is everybody, has, everybody has this idea that they can tell you how bad you are. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Go start in the toilet in a printing shop or work your way out of that. No, 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 no. Hey, guys, guys, guys. What? What are you calling for? There. Hey. I was talking about her hey. and I thought she was gone. I'm so embarrassed. She called back. What's up? I'm I'm calling. I'm calling to say, hey, welcome to uh, Vaughn. Oh yeah, we've been on there for years. What, what do you want? Oh, nothing. I, you know, I'm not. Oh yeah, no, don't Vaughn. call. Don't add to the conversation or the interview. Just call to say hi and plug your own shit, right? Yeah, what, that's what I do. What shit do I have to plug? I'm, I'm just saying hello. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much. All right. Well, we're in the middle of something right now. So, bye. Holy shit! What a cunt! Oh, okay, I'll tell you this. I don't. You know, we gotta get off that site. You know I'm, I'm, I'm the last one of us to get electric, but I'm here to tell you: don't answer that other fucking phone. I'll block it now, Slim. She called back. I think she called during the last. I think she called during the last interview and then got nervous because like it rang once during the last interview. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god. Oh my god! I'm mostly where I where I'll be tomorrow morning. I'm mostly people phone in to try to win beer, you know. And, uh, and you just get if you want to get rid of them, you just give them the beer. Yes, you won the beer. Get the fuck out of here. Just leave it alone. Go back to the. Where are you performing me. next, Amish comic? Well, uh, tomorrow morning I got the radio and I have uh, I do private parties too because it sucks batshit balls to stay afloat in summer in this business if you're me. Uh, yeah. So I've got a private gig Saturday, and then uh, I am in, I don't know if you probably, nobody heard of any place. I'm, I'm mostly in Pennsylvania. I'm in uh, Pottsville, Pennsylvania this month, at Pine, Pine View Acres, which really sums up all of Pennsylvania. There's always yeah. a fucking view of pine trees <laughs> in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, so, but if, if anybody actually wants to figure out where I am, uh, I actually was just in uh, Point Pleasant, New Jersey at Uncle Vinny's comedy club for for a run down there so oh, uh, cool. the timing i'm plugging my jersey shows of the jersey show 
is, is fucking probably explains why my career is not where it ought to be. Um, but uh, yeah, folks can track me down. Amish comic. Uh, you put Amish comic in any social media. And if I don't come up, let me know. I'll blow my brains out. Cause that means there's two of us out there. <laughs> I was going to say you are the one and only, right? I, as far as I know, until I meet another one, I'll keep saying that. <laughs> I was going to say, too, I heard you talk about zippers. Are they forbidden in the Amish community? Everything is forbidden in the Amish community, and that's all it takes for young Amish men to get in trouble is a zipper. And that's that's, that's the level of technology that you want if you're an Amish kid. You, but start small. Easy we'll access. Zipper. And like, <laughs> and even, even to this day, the sound of a zipper, I love that zip. Zip! That's like that's like a little orgasmatron thing. Going that's on like that. a guilty yeah. pleasure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. But what cures of that is is it, there's no man alive who hasn't suffered uh, from his first zipping accident. The triumphant <gasps> zip back up. You didn't hear it. There was like a little click, and then pain, and then blood shooting out of your eyes, and all that. And then <laughs> that kind of that that's a one-time accident for men, and then that also uh, ended my my zip up. It ended part act two of my zipping fun. So now oh. I do more of a, you know, pat it down, tape it down, check it and click it up, and then pat it down, click it up. Nothing um, worse than getting stuck so, in the zipper, bro. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, it's a one-time, it's a one-time tragedy is what it is. <laughs> I've done it about two or three times over the lifetime. Every time you're always like, fuck, I, I'm a dummy. I'm a real dummy. <laughs> well, you let it probably a few years go by, and then you become a uh, lackadaisical lollipop. That's it. You let your guard up. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I was going to ask yeah. you, too. I heard you in your act. You said, uh, or I think it was your blog. You talk about New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York people hating each other. And I feel like that all comes down to, like, driving. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it it comes down to driving too. But but yeah. Pennsylvania, I'm actually uh, only 20 minutes away from New Jersey, and it might as well be a five hour ride because uh, to, to New Jersey has this, and I love New Jersey, but they all have this kind of a cake boss, thug, mafia mentality that I understand <laughs> and love and embrace. But if you don't get it, it's like people want to beat the fuck out of you when you ask them how much pizza. You want to see how much pizza? Let's take our Amish friends and walk down the boardwalk. We'll show them how much fucking pizza. None of your business. It's all right. You're fine. Yeah. Oh, really angry. Fuck, <laughs> I'll take you around the back and tune you up. That's right. Even a cake loss for crying out loud. I love him and yet I hate him. He's like, he's like, a, he's like a Tony Soprano mafia thug baker. Baker, like, yeah. fucking baking cake for crying out loud. And that's another thing I had to put up with. That, that peckerhead, and I love him and I hate him, but he sells out big theaters. 50 bucks a wagon. What does he do? He puts fucking icing on cupcakes, and that's yeah. all he does. And people rip their tits out. It's cake laws. That's fucking my <laughs> boy. And I'm in the creeping in the toilets trying to do uh, uh, Amish farming buggy knock knock jokes. On the there's, no, there's no justice. There's no justice. Man. No. It's the whole thing. There's a. It's it, it says New Jersey hates New York and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania hates New York and New Jersey. Uh, and I'm I'm trying to bridge the gaps of hatred. Uh-huh. Here, uh, 
One one of these phone calls at a time. I hate that last caller. That's all I hate yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't start conversations off with, what, are you new at this? Are, like, are you, what's your first fuck? day? <laughs> yeah. that, that's show business, man. You meet someone after a show, and they tell you who their favorite comedian is. That, that's the fucking kick in the balls. You know who's really funny? Or how much do you make? I'm pretty funny. I could probably do this. Get the fuck out of here, man. Stroke, wow. Start at the Trenton. Start at the Trenton Moose Lodge and work your way up. This is a big time. Do you get a lot of hecklers? Uh, not anymore. I uh, I have, uh, I have a fast pace of my show because the days of delivering a piece of comedy and then pausing thoughtfully are fucking gone. Yeah. You take a deep breath <laughs> to, to make a face. Man, a fucking drunk swoop in there, and they're all like people have like a like an Amish thing ready. That they want to throw. They've been saving it their whole lives. Oh, we're going to see the Amish guy, man. I want to yell out to you. Can you serve me some butter, the Amish guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I don't, I try not to let him in. I don't, I don't yeah. really, I, you don't get hecklers anymore. You get people that are drunk and they talk, and that fucks uh, up the show, too. But you can't really rip them a new one because they're not really heckling. They're just like, it's almost as though you're ruining their night by talking over their talking. Uh, or do you ever get like yeah. they just think that your comedy is that you're just having a conversation with them? Mm, yeah, they want to. They want to. <laughs> yeah, they, they wanna, do. Yeah. They, they do, and that's 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 kind of it's almost flattering, and it's also horrible. Like they will relate <laughs> to your show and say, "Oh, I have a pair of uh, black boots as well." Yeah, well, that's great. I mean, I, uh, I and they, if they've been to Lancaster for a trip, Shady Maple is a big buffet down there. If anybody's been to Shady Maple, they seem like they have to report it to me. And I don't give a fuck. It's like, I don't interrupt people and say, hey, guess what? I was at McDonald's. I got a half of you. Aren't you fucking impressed with me? I, mean, I, I ate where the, the city people eat. Right? How about that? I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. Dude, I'm trying to work here. Oh, my <laughs> God. And but you still dress like an Amish guy, though, right, Raymond? Well, yeah, I got, uh, I have, uh, uh, the, the black suit is the sweet look. There's no two ways about it, man. It's like I the do perfect agree. all occasion. It's the all occasion you can wear to a picnic or a wedding or a funeral and you drop dead. You're just, you're dressed for your own funeral. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not really a good summer look at the beach. I True. can tell you that. True. It was like fucking 103 degrees all week at the beach. I was like ready. I had to make sure I got. Uh, indoors quickly so I didn't wouldn't like burst into flames dude I was outside uh, uh, waiting for the bus today I don't know half an hour and I was like I thought I was gonna evaporate I felt disgusting and I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt yeah and the heat makes people nasty too even I was nasty like one of the, at Point Pleasant New Jersey like on day three of this thing uh, <laughs> someone came up to me uh, after my show and they're like why don't you wear a white suit? Because that fucking ruins it, you see. That ruins the illusion. There's you no, jackass. There's no Amish running or whatever. What am I, that the white suit wearing Mennonites of Switzerland? What the fuck? <laughs> you can't just put a white suit on. <laughs> I was going to ask you too, Raymond, is Lancaster the only place that Amish people live? No, we're everywhere. Uh, we're everywhere there is farmland. In fact, there's some Amish up around Niagara Falls. and. Oh, wow. uh they, 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 when they party, they have a successful harvest or whatever, they all go. And that's when you see me out in the world, I'm liable to have on blue jeans and a Guns N' Roses 
uh, T-shirt, and then I'd like to just tack on to the end of that party and <laughs> fuck with Taurus a little. Like, see that guy at the end there, Abraham? Like kind of looking dude with the Guns and Roses shirt. He's fucking ready to blow the coop, man. He's not with us. <laughs> he's, he's one he's, step away. He's not staying, man. He, he's, he's dressed. He's dressed to bolt. That fucker's gonna <laughs> run any second. What is that time called uh, where you're allowed to go in the world and just drink and do whatever? Rum Springer. Rum Springer. It is. Uh, if anybody on this show is anybody parents, I'm a parent. Well, you. Will, uh, I don't know how old your kids are, but I believe. Being parents to a teenager is the roughest time to parent your kids because, like, you want to give them enough freedom so that they start to mature into adults, but you don't want to give them too much freedom that they shoot up heroin and take a fucking nosedive off a bridge. Yes. So, uh, Amish, the Amish have this long string thing going on where they go, fuck it, just let them do whatever they want, uh, run around, drink, snort cocaine off a yeah. bike of six asses, and then we're bored of that. It seems like it could end badly. Become, they'll, they'll become uh, Christian Amish farmers. So I'm I'm like 45 years of Rumspringer right now. I'm not coming back anytime soon. Ah, but most of them return, right? Like that's what I thought. Well, yeah, because they uh, they scare the fuck out of young people, and it doesn't take much anymore. You pop on the news, news is bad. Yeah. Like that. that uh, as horrible as things are in the world, is that's a thing they use to keep people, uh, you know, in check. Like it's like you, you don't you don't really want to go out there because look, the fucking president's like a orange lunatic. <laughs> just come, you know, fuck me. I mean, it's, it's, it's ten minutes of news in case any Amish kid home. No two ways about. Oh that. yeah, it makes me want to like kill myself. The news just like <laughs> it is depressing. <laughs> Yeah, my Xanax doesn't last 30 days if I watch news. It's going to be fucking gone in a week. <laughs> it's just gone. <laughs> Medical marijuana, that's what we need. Just You can you suck down 10, uh, 10 tabs of Xanax just reading Trump's Twitter feed. I'm just I'm so entertained. I don't really do political humor, but for crying out loud, he, he really tests your ability to not do fucking political I was just going to say, Hill, it's like a layup. You know, he's giving you the layup to slam it. Like, he's really, really giving you the the, the gold. He kind of makes us lazy writers, too, because you don't have to add anything. Just say what he says. (laughs) Just show the picture. The joke is done. The joke is written. The joke is written. (laughs) This whole thing uh, with with Kaepernick and Nike, he says, Nike, ashamed of themselves. I wouldn't do it. But, uh, well, a business should be free to make up their own decision. Not uh, a fucking yes. individual, but a business should. And uh, they're good tenants move. and they pay me a lot of money. Yes. He basically just admitted that he's Hillary Clinton. He basically just admitted, <laughs> I have taken bribes from corporations yes. just suck it up. That's the way we go now. Yeah, what exactly. Oh, he's, that's what I said. Like, he's just, everyone's a piece of shit. Every every politician in is, mm. is and he's going to be the same piece of shit that all the other piece of shits were. <laughs> but he's isn't a little it, bigger. Isn't it great? Isn't it, but isn't it great to live in a country where all the people have all the fucking money decide so we who have nothing yes. should have either less or just a teeny little bit more. And he said uh, he was going to break that. Also, like, yeah, no, I'm not going to take the uh, salary. Yeah, no, you're getting a tax cut on that, dude. Like, you're, well, <laughs> your I'm, family's making well, millions I'm, I'm off all, that. I'm all about a woman president, man. I think women are way smarter than men, hands down. 
Uh, never thought it should be Hillary because I suspect there is a penis under that dress. <laughs> <laughs> Where there is a penisless woman, she's a, a penisless one. woman that can lead our nation. I believe that, man. <laughs> women trick us into doing shit we don't want to do, and that's what we need. Just, just, just trick us, pull shit off, and don't fucking. <clears throat> well, we don't even know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> what, like what happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh. <laughs> Amish comic, you're awesome, dude. Thank you so much for talking to us. Uh, I love doing this shit. It's uh, it's great uh, to be able to perform from my home. Uh, <laughs> if we were skyping, you might see me diddling through half of this uh, interview, but. Uh, I, I think that won't come off on the radio too much, but uh, yeah, thanks for having me, man. I, uh, this is this is cool stuff. Absolutely. Uh, where can everybody find you? Uh, Amish Comic on Facebook. I have two Facebook pages. Accidentally, that's another story for another night. Uh, either one pops up: Raymond the Amish Comic or Amish Comic. Amish Comic on Twitter. Uh, Amish Comic on Instagram and. Any links there would tell people where I'm performing or if they want to bash me and say how much I fucked up your radio show. Uh, I'm a pussy, and I will vanish, block, and delete them. So how about that? Uh, I'm on that same level. We will talk to you soon, and we'll definitely have you back, Raymond. Outstanding. Thanks, and have a great night. You too, brother. Have a good one, man. Right. See ya. So cool. So awesome. cool. Okay. We will be back. Block that other <laughs> What a <laughs> Fucking people are so stupid. This is your stupid. first night. What a bitch. Oh, fuck She's you. ridiculous. I'm on Vaughn. I wanted to say hi. <laughs> that was like uh, the last one. <laughs> yeah, thing. that's what like... they are. It was probably the same woman. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. Probably. <laughs> we'll be back. Hey, Slambo. Yeah! You want to see some cool shit, bro? Mm-hmm, yeah! Then get ready to embrace the weird at embracetheweird.design. And check out everything they have to offer. Embrace the Weird has stuff like uh, women's and men's clothes of all sorts, wall paintings, skateboards, and more. And they also have the artwork uh, from the genius mind and hands of Brian A. Bernard. So go right now to embracetheworld.design. Ah, sorry. Fuck. You're going you're gonna to fix this. I know. It's embracetheweird.design. And check it out, bro. Yeah! <laughs> this is Elmo, and you're listening to the Robin Slim Show. Hey, kids, show me on me where they touched you. Oh, fuck you. Robin Slim Show. Oh, Jesus, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> <laughs> Steve Coulter, welcome aboard. Perfectly <laughs> lovely evening sitting on my back steps. <laughs> But oh well, uh, we just ruined it. To do tonight. Oh, I know. <laughs> you you make it sound like calling us is like committing suicide or something. <laughs> no, it's more like uh, going to going getting my prostate checked. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. Except I have a cup of coffee, so that's nice. Uh, uh, coffee colonic. I like. Yes. That. Well, hello, boys and girls. Well, uh, what's up, Steve? How's your summer been? It's been very good. How about just, well, you guys, Rob, you had a rough summer. Yeah, it was rough. My dad, he just got, he, after we did that show, he got home like the next week, like after that, and he's well, still got a long How's he go. doing? He's okay. He's going to like therapy and doctors like every day. Like he's got a long way to go, but it's, uh, I, the only real problem I think he's having is like short-term memory. So 
out of everything oh, it wow. could be it could be a lot worse like so yeah but, yeah it they, a, no it was a motorcycle accident yeah deer just ran out of the woods right in ramden right in the front of his bike and he went flying oh, luckily somebody saw it and called the cops uh otherwise if you know he could have been ran over oh, like he was laying in the yeah. road completely laid out and all but the thing was the cop came by the house and he said all he complained about was his um, shoulder hurt. So, like, even uh, later, the um, the EMTs brought his stuff by, like his leather jacket and all. And they said, yeah, no, your dad seems like he's going to be okay. And then the oh, next, next time I saw him was, like, the picture, all the tubes and all. And it's like, wow, no. He was like, wow, no. That's, he, like, a real he, shocking because you're not expecting that from what everybody's telling you. You're expecting, like, yeah. oh, it's going to be, like, nothing. And yeah, then no, you his see shoulder just yeah. Yeah, and then wow, no, he's he was on life support all summer. Like, yeah, wow. Oh, really? It was Ugh. it was rough. But thank you, Steve. Yeah, we raised uh, a little over seventeen hundred dollars. So my mom, when I oh, gave wow. her the money, she was just so touched. Um, I called her like I, I I kept it a surprise. So once I had the money, like the first part of it, I'm, I told her to just stop by and see me where I was working, and I gave oh. it to her, and she said how earlier she was just trying to figure out, you know, how to pay some bills and all that, so it was awesome. it was yeah. amazing. Yes. All right, oh, I, I saw you in a new movie with, uh, Ju- with Hugh Jackman. Oh, wow. Hugh Jackman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's coming out in about a month or so, I think, on November, election day, I think, comes out. And it's about a politician who was, is he involved in, like, yeah, a conspiracy? Gary, or? Yeah, Gary, do you, do you remember Gary Hart? Do you read newspapers? No. <laughs> no, neither one no. of us does. Newspapers? I read well, comic books, Steve. <laughs> Gary wanna... Hart, he was really, he, he, it was the first time, because up until him, you know, the personal life of a politician was really, there was this unwritten code that the newspapers and news just wouldn't write about their personal stuff. And that kind of got broken with him because he had this affair with, uh, was it Donna Rice or whatever. And it's all sort of about that, about that moment in history where everything changed and it was sort of open season and about the ethical questions about that. And it's pretty cool. It should be, I'm, I play a, a, a guy with the Washington Post. Cool. That's kind of fun. Yeah, so. when I read uh, I read the synopsis of the movie, it said how like they were surprised no one else had done a movie about the guy because it's, it's yeah a crazy story. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be pretty good. So oh, I have I have a bone to pick with America, and and Ooh. this is the place to talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know. There's another film I did. It's coming out October 14th. It's with Ryan Gosling called First Man. You know, it's about Neil Armstrong. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's a big, big film. And what happened was it premiered at a film fe- at the Venice Film Festival, which is sort of a big deal, and it got incredible reviews. It's, it's uh, written and directed by Damien Chazelle, who did La La Land and you know won an Oscar, Best Director. And it's got Ryan Gosling and Kyle Chandler, a bunch of folks. But the issue that came up is someone mentioned, some reviewer mentioned that they don't show, because it's Neil Armstrong, and uh, who, you know, the first man on the moon. And the issue that was brought up, this is so crazy, was <laughs> that they don't show them planting the American flag. Oh. Now, mind you, the American flag. And so I, uh, on Twitter, I should have stayed away, but I couldn't. Um, I on Twitter, all these conservative fellas uh, and were going, 
this is this is the Hollywood elite once again. Whitewashing is making it a globalist, leftist well, thing. Why was it the Russian flag? Canadian. <laughs> and, I, and I wrote to these guys and I said, okay, first of all, and because well, yeah, one guy called me once again, I think I talked about this last time, they called me the Hollywood elite and I reminded him that, okay, first of all, I live in Atlanta, I drive a Honda. <laughs> uh, and if, if I'm the elite, the elite's in a lot of trouble. Uh, but I said, I said, I, and this one guy who's like a big, he's got like two million followers. I said, I will refund your ticket if you go to this movie and it is not the most inspiring American movie of the year because it's, and it's just to make this big deal. Without, what I love is people making judgments without having seen it. Yes, yes. And it's and then oh, and the things, the names they called me and wow. Pinko, this, that, and this, oh my god. Oh, man. They said we're not going to waste our money on another socialist. Da da da. And I was like, oh my god, go! And I told several people just. Go outside, get some air. <laughs> they, they really are just bad on both sides because, like, conservatives oh. will always talk shit about how liberals get like that, but then conservatives do the same shit. So yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, and both sides, yeah, because it's like I had, there was a woman, this a very, very liberal person that was going after someone because they they said something nice about, some Democratic woman running for Congress that said something nice about McCain. And she said, you're a sellout. Yeah, he was a war criminal. I was like, Jesus Christ, guys, wow. lighten the hell up. Yeah, there's, there's a middle road here. Yes. Think, you know, we're all in the same boat. I think we all used to be more in the middle of the road than than the way it yeah, is now. It's, it's it's crazy. Yeah, people just look for both sides. Just sort of look for ways to attack each other. Yeah. Instead of like, well, that's not going to end well. I feel like that too with McCain. Um, he was one of the guys that was more in the middle. He would work with either side. Like that was admirable. exactly, exactly. And it's like, oh well, <laughs> our country. So, well, so Steve, so, t- but, tell us then, like, why don't you show them planting the American flag? <laughs> I know, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they do. it's in the movie. There's a shot, if I'm not mistaken, Did where you, you see the, the American flag, just because they don't show them planting it. Oh, you know? okay. And it's like, come on, guys. It's And it's all these Americans working real hard and doing the impossible. And it's like, that's why I keep telling them, it's going to be a very inspiring, exciting Film. From what I yeah. hear, it's supposed to be spectacular. Wow. So, and not because I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I did, I watched The Lifetime. I watched Megan and Harry. And oh, goodness gracious. I kept the volume down for most of it, but when I saw you pop up, I turned the volume up. And your first line in that was so dry and so good. I think it was just about <laughs> how one of, one of the sons didn't like you or something, but you, you cracked me up. You cracked me up. <laughs> Acting, my boy, is and acting. that that lion. It was it was amazing. That lion very was impressive, great. wasn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I saw too. You were in uh, you were in the founder with Michael Keaton. Very, very, just one little scene. Okay. Very briefly, I was just a doctor saying something. <laughs> I, I, I was going to ask if you bugged him to say I'm Batman the whole time, because I would have. <laughs> I did. I passed him on my way. I'd finished shooting, and I was walking out, and he was walking in, because my scene's wrong with him, and I was like, hey. And he went, hey. And that was my Michael Keaton brush with greatness right there. <laughs> oh, man. I, I loved him in uh in Spider-Man, the amazing, was it The Amazing, when he was yeah, uh, um, Vulture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Most recent one, yeah. Oh man, he still has it. He's still good. 
No, he's, and actually the founder, not many people saw it, but it's actually really, it'll make you think differently about McDonald's. I haven't it's seen really it, but I've heard it's movie. a really good movie. Yes, I've heard. Oh, yeah, movie. okay, The Founder. Yeah, I did, yeah, I did see Frank that. I really, I really did enjoy that movie. Yeah, I, saw, saw, like, I saw, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw like the first hour of it, and I enjoyed like what I had watched. It was really, well, it's really, interesting, a really interesting sort of, story. It's really inspiring at first, and then you see that, oh, Ray Kroc, Turned, it, turned it into a monster. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I got from the trailer. Like, yeah, yeah. now nah, he seems like he was... Because it was just like the two brothers made this company and then he just oh, fucking he stole it. Pretty oh. much. He basically... That's pretty much... Yeah, that's what he did. <laughs> that's what's going to happen yeah. with the show eventually. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be the Rob. Yeah. The Robin Hood. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what have you guys been doing? What's what's new with you? What's Slim done? What's Slim done this summer? I haven't done too much. I've, I I started for the first time watching uh, The Sopranos because I had never seen it, and I finally oh, was like, really? I want to watch oh. The Sopranos on uh, four seasons and love it. What an amazing show! I think that show really yeah, did it's... set the precedent for the shows that are around now. Like yeah, yeah exactly. Thrones it changed and... television. It really did. It's uh, yeah. I've been watching uh, Who is America, Steve? Have you checked that out with uh, Sasha no, Baron Cohen? That? Sasha Baron Cohen's new show where he plays oh, yeah, different yeah. characters yeah. and interviews it's like... Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the best. It is the best. <laughs> He's like, he has no fear. No. no. He's like... <laughs> oh. He's good. I don't know how he's still alive. I don't. Yeah. I know. It's not going and hiding after have, this. He must have a team of lawyers that work with him. Yes. You like, like, well, how do these, how do they get away with that? Yes. What they get people to do and say, and it's like, good Lord. He's got to have a sweet, like, disclaimer they signed before every, yeah. every interview. <laughs> yeah. I think that they think they're just interviewing with some obscure little TV show that will never see the light of day. I want to know though. Realize how does he get like? How does he get OJ? Like he's got to have some great PR man. Like he's got to have some great person like booking these yeah. interviews. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> what, uh, Steve? I wanted to ask. Um, what did you do before you acted? Oh God. <laughs> well, it's weird because I, you know, I went to an actual acting school, which does not prepare you at all for life at all. Because you're trained. It was back nowadays at acting conservatories. It's like there's a, there's a handful of schools like Juilliard and the one I went to, North Carolina School of the Arts, where they they give you this massive training for four years. I mean, you do voice and combat and singing and acting and plays and everything. Yeah. And nowadays they 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 prepare the actors for getting out in the world and we were not and i went straight to new york had like 80 dollars in my pocket and i actually had a, i'd gotten a really good agent and it was weird because the first month i was there i was auditioning for like leads in movies and i thought wow this is i'm set yeah but i didn't but i was competing against like sean penn and people so i didn't have you know big chance and then that agent <laughs> just sort of cut me loose and my first job i, I must have worked I worked at like a, I was a bouncer at a folk club, uh, and at Folk City, which is where like Bob Dylan started out, and did that. I was a messenger of the World Trade Center. I did, you do just about anything you can. And just I drove trucks. Lot. I installed custom window shades. I worked wow. at a warehouse. I literally dug ditches. Wow. I did carpentry. I did. Oh lordy! <laughs> and it took about ten years before. 
uh, I made a living doing it. It wasn't until about around 92 that I was like, oh, this is all, it, it, until I you know, paid all my bills with just acting. Wow. Um, and you go through every, you get, you do stuff and then you get cut out of movies. I went, I thought I was discovered once. Oh, this is a very sad story. You want to hear a sad story? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this yes. was the guy, you know, the first, uh, well, they had, you know, Tim Burton did the first Batman movies and then, um, Joel Schumacher took over mm. and he was this big, he was really, really uh, hot director. This is like around 94. And at that time, I had like a one-year-old daughter, nine-year-old son. And I had been auditioning for stuff. I was in Atlanta then. And you know, back then, you know, Atlanta's really, really busy now. But back then, there was not that much opportunity. And he was in town promoting Batman, but he was also casting his a big film called A Time to Kill with Sandra Bullock and uh, Matthew McConaughey's first movie. It was a big deal. It was in all the papers. And I went in, I was sort of like, I compared it to like Charlie Brown and uh, football of like, you know, I just, I was so like, uh, I don't want to audition. I went in, I met the casting director mm. and she said, oh, you'd be very good for this one part. It's this FBI guy who's undercover with the Ku Klux Klan and he saved Sandra Bullock's life. And oh. so I went home, I read the book, came back and sort of like, again, like Charlie Brown, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll maybe come outside. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went and read for her, and she goes, oh, that's wonderful. She's British. She goes, we want you to meet Joel on, I think, the next Tuesday. So I go down. It was at the Ritz-Carlton in Atlanta. And I go in, and there's just Joel Schumacher and the and the producer. And uh, I go in, and I couldn't have, like, written it more positive. I finish, and they pause, and they go, where have you been? And, and just saying every nice thing I could ever have, you know, imagine. It was a really Charlie Brown kicking the football. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they said, we really like you. Oh, this is this is terrific. And, and where did you train? And you're obviously, what are you doing in Atlanta? Da, 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 da. My ego. And I left that hotel just walking on the air. <laughs> yeah. And a week, a week later, I got a call from my agent. says, Warner Brothers has called us and... They're very interested in you for this role, and I'm thinking, this is it. This is my big break. Right? Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be it. Yeah. Well, then a couple of weeks go by, and another couple of weeks, and it's like August, about a month later, and they go, well, yeah, you're not going to get that role, but uh, he still really likes you, still really likes you. And then I'm like, okay, all right. And then about another month goes by, and they've already started shooting, and I'm thinking, yeah, oh, here we go again. And they send me a script, and they say, you're playing the Klansman. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> the Klansman. So I read the script, and there's no Klansman. <laughs> no, no, so there's no Klansman. You're just there, There's about hide. 500 Klansmen. They have a, there's a big, long, like, 10-page scene where they have a riot. There's a big rally, and there's these Klansmen and these black demonstrators. There's a big riot, and someone sings a song. And then... And I'm thinking, well, okay, they said none. And they they paid me a double scale, which is a lot for 1994, which yeah, never yeah. happens. Yeah. They I, I drive out to Mississippi. They said, do you want to fly out or, or they'll give you money? And I, so I took the money and drove because I had a, again, I had a one-year-old daughter and I needed every bit of money. Yeah. And they put me up in this big hotel suite. And I'm like, okay, but I still don't know what part I have. And then so I, oh. the next morning, the van picks me up at like 6 a.m. and we're driving. And the woman in the car was the costume, you know, Joel Schumacher's costume designer was worked with him on like 10 films. And she goes, who are you playing? And I'm like, I'm the Klansman. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, 
I go, but I don't really know what role I have. And she goes, oh, no, no, don't worry, Joel. In every film he has, there's usually one actor that he just loves, and he finds a place for them. And I was like, oh, great. Okay, I'm back in the saddle. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm special this is be again. Okay. <laughs> so we get to this, in the middle of like an hour north of Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, oh, God, that's a whole other story. <laughs> and and we're in this big town square, and, and the holding place for the actors where they take us is this little chapel that's on the square. And I'm sitting there, and there's this young African-American woman. Her name is Buttercup. I think her name was. She's a singer, and she's going to be the woman that sings the song before the rally, before the riot starts. I'm sitting next to her and waiting, and, and they did all this makeup. They had they did they made me look really all beat up, sort of, and sweaty, and all this, and my teeth looked. It was really kind of. But cool. you still don't know this. what you're playing. Other than the I still don't you're know, and I'm dressed in a. I've got my Klansman robe on, <laughs> and uh, thinking, well, this is, gonna be, and it's like a ten day. They had me there for like ten days. I'm like, okay, this is going to be, you know, yeah, it's going to pay off. So finally. Joel Schumacher walks in, and mind you, the last time I saw him, he made me think that I was like this big discovery. The like, next and thing, so, yes. And he, he looks over at us, and I stand up, and Buttercup stands up, and he, he has this big smile, his arms reach out, and I start to walk towards him, and he goes, Buttercup! <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say he spit on you. <laughs> and, and somehow sad and optimistic, I'm thinking, well, I mean, as soon as he sees me, he will shout out, Steve! Yeah, right. And so he's, he's hugging Buttercup, and then he looks at me, kind of like I have a disease. <laughs> You're our Buttercup, goes, Steve. He says, he says, who are you? Like, who are you? And I said, I'm the Klansman. And he just, he, he pauses and with a, with a disgust in his voice, he says, I've got a lot of Klansmen. And he turns and walks out. Whoa. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, okay. And so it turns out, like I'm in the damn movie, but yeah. I have a Klansman's hood on and I'm with these like 300 other extras from Mississippi. I'm like, basically the highest paid extra in the state of Mississippi. And they'll do things like they'll break for lunch and they'll go, Steve Coulter, come to lunch. And all the extras are these guys that you know, probably unemployed, angry. They really guys. are Klansmen. Yeah, they probably actually are Klansmen. And they look at me like, you know, why does your shit not stay? And so not only now they hate me. <laughs> And it's like, because I'm not doing anything that they're not doing. Yes. And 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 I just ended up being going back every day doing. I got a sunburn, which is great to have a sunburn in Mississippi. Cause, and I finally, yeah. And then I just went. Well, he just really liked you, but he never really found a place for you. And what I really think is that they just somehow, in a clerical error, they never decided not to cast me or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I remember I was driving back from Mississippi. I literally sobbed in the car thinking, oh, my career is over. This is it, yeah. And I was listening to Mary Chapin Carpenter and crying like a oh, baby. Oh, <laughs> so, so that's oh. what I did before I made a living. Oh, yes, it is a hard yeah. road. It is a hard road, Steve. I want to ask, too, um, last time we talked to you, you mentioned being friends with uh, Melissa McBride. And I wanted to ask, yes. how far into acting did you meet her or did you know her before you acted? 
Yeah, well, I was doing, this is like, God, back in 1991, me and a bunch of other actors and writers, we did this thing we called Dark Night, where we would do scenes and original work and stuff, and then we would perform it on Monday nights at different theaters. And she was just sort of hanging around. She was a friend of one of the actors, and she, I don't know if she was acting then. She was just maybe a little interested in acting, she was sort of she had one of those big beta cams and she was sort of videotaping behind the scenes stuff and just sort of hanging around wow. i think so that's where i first met her and then there was an acting class in atlanta and we did a bunch of scenes together and she was just really 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 good and um and she had a real uh she had a, a lot of stage fright we did a uh i was directing one time a reading of a screenplay for just like there was a film festival here and they would do a reading of like the winning screenplay and it was only for like 30 people and she was really really nervous um just because she hadn't done a lot of theater and stuff and i think she had a bad experience doing a play in high school or something wow and so it just really um but she was an extraordinary it's that old thing of you know you can you can learn to act and it's, but there's some people, it's just like, a, it's like an athlete. Some people just have a real talent for it. The knack. And, and she had that. And yeah. she, um, she was always a very, very private person and not, you know, she became, she stopped acting for a while and then she became a casting director. I think I mentioned that she was a, she cast commercials and stuff in Atlanta for years. Wow. And then I think Frank Darabont who had cast her in the mist and really, really liked her. Uh, I think called her up and offered her the role of Carol in Walking Dead, and that's sort of where things just you know took off. How and, how much uh, of her own personality is in Carol? I feel like she brings a lot of it. I, I don't she, know. Well, she's one of the most interesting people. She's really funny. She's very. Um, she's not a typical like ambitious actor. She doesn't talk about the business. Um, she's just very kind and normal and shy and. Um, and she's tough. She's been through a lot in her life, which yeah. I won't get into, but yeah. she's, she's been through more than her share of stuff than most people. But, um, yeah, she's a very independent, kind, funny, silly, nice person. It's one of those things that couldn't have happened to a nicer person, wow. but it's also, it's, it's rough on her. I may have mentioned this last time because she is being a private person. I don't think she likes doing these. Well, because of the nature of her character, it appeals to so many men, and but particularly women, and especially early on with all the she's you know Carol's an abuse survivor, and yes. so she would do these cons, and, and you have hundreds of people coming up to her, who are coming to get something signed, but they also want to talk to her, and the kind of person she is, I'm sure she wanted to talk to them some more, but it doesn't allow for that. So I think it was a very uncomfortable thing for her to have to do so i don't think she does she doesn't do many of those she'll do one or two a year I think. yeah oh wow but um so but yeah she's a good she's a good egg nice she's, um, and really really uh, just uh uh naturally incredibly talented actor yeah um yeah and, uh, and yeah yeah, she's no Klansman, she's no Steve. <laughs> but no, she is no Klansman. Well, that's another thing. You also get to be because you also get cut out of stuff. I remember one time yes. I was in a oh god, it's a movie called The People versus Larry Flint. I love that Woody movie. Harrelson. Yes. Yeah. Well, you didn't see me in it. No. <laughs> I, I, like, I don't up, remember. You know, I watched. You know, 
Cuckoo's Nest, directed by Milos Forman. And I got to, I had to go to Nashville, I think it was, to audition. And I met him, and he had me, the whole audition was just one long improvisation. And it was so much fun. It was so great. And they gave me this part. I was the National Lampoon editor, and I had this long monologue. And it was part of sort of a montage of the, the, you see these, something happens and you see the reaction of the New York Times and you see the reaction of the yes. National Lampoon guy. Yeah. And I went to the, I went to a premiere in Atlanta. It wasn't like the premiere. And I went to it and there was this guy sitting next to me who was uh, very competitive with me. He was like, he said, what are you doing here? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm in the movie. And then I'm, well, I'm watching the movie and then, you know, I knew the script really well, and I'm watching the movie, and like, there's a whole other part that suddenly pops up, and I'm like, well, this wasn't in the script, and it's like, oh, this, they're not going to have my part of the movie, and, <laughs> and so I came and went, and I was like, oh, I'm not in the movie. <laughs> but you, so that happens. And it's, so yeah. you, you'd have to, that's why it's nice when you play a role where you know it's a pivotal part of the plot, especially early yes. on when you have just one scene you do a lot of that when you first start out you have one little scene i've had a friend that's been cut out of about seven movies and uh you just yeah you get kind of thick skin and you try not to be cynical because you start thinking i'm gonna get cut out of every movie right that's, i don't know like yeah, yeah how, how many of these is there gonna be G- going yeah, back though every actor yeah everyone yeah but so. Steve, going back to your whole uh, Klansman thing, like <laughs> at least Joel Schumacher oh, is. Yeah, at least you had Joel yeah, Schumacher. Joel like Schumacher like turned out to be one of the worst directors ever. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> yeah, there is that. And part of it, you realize it's hard because one of the things when you realize certain things you don't get, it leads towards other stuff. Which I, you know, my daughter now is just starting out in acting, and I try. You know, she's had some disappointments. And I say, you got to just kind of trust the universe because it, everything leads to other cool things. Whether well, That's like in anybody's life. You go, oh, I really wanted to, I was in love with this girl and it didn't work out. And it's like, yeah, but then you wouldn't have found this other thing in your life. So you have to sort of, you know, not, it's kind of like getting hit by a car. You, It hurts a lot at first, but if you just sit there by the side of the road for a year, you're not going to get any better. You, at one point, yeah. you got to get up and go, okay, well, what am I supposed to see here? Hmm. So, yeah, Steve, we have to wrap cool. this up, but thank you, thank you. Oh, thanks a lot. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're gonna everybody find you, Steve. <laughs> well, you're not. You, you will not find. Well, you have my home address now, so now I'm in a. I have it. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming there. I'll be there for pizza and ice cream. Pizza and ice cream. Yeah. with Ryder. <laughs> yeah. So go see, yeah, go see First Man, and you'll see it's going to be. It's really is going to be awesome. It's cool. it's unlike any movie about that stuff. It's it's and Ryan Gosling's awesome, and it's, yeah, and I guarantee great. you, you'll be inspired, and all those conservative people can bite me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steve. We'll talk to you soon, brother. All right. Take care, boys. You too. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'll tell Frankie to call back in two minutes. Okay. All right. I'll be here. I felt bad, but that would have been... <laughs> Weird. <laughs> but Frankie... 
What's up, bitches? It's your boy, Deezus, here, and you're listening to The Robin Slim Show. If you love all the crazy shenanigans that go on over here, you should definitely check out my podcast, Deezus Take the Real. It's part late-night talk show, part movie podcast, all parts dope. We play games. So here's the game. These are uh, the games called Elevator Pitches. Tell crazy stories. So, so stone-faced. This is when I wish this was a video podcast, because you have mm-hmm. to see my face, but he just looks at me and goes... Oh, your skin is black, but your white is present, and they scurries what? out the door. <laughs> and when I say scurries, like it's exactly what you're thinking. He scurried. Wow. And and of course, nerd out over movies. And this is all in the visual. Like there's no dialogue else. So the visuals tell me that. So you you have the driver. He knows he he's hid this side of himself from Irene this entire movie. He can't avoid it now. If he wants to save her life, he's got to show his true his true self, like the fucking the violent anger. In short, it's pretty fucking lit. So come join the party with us every Tuesday on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, all your favorite podcast platforms. So find me on Twitter at DesusTTReal and let's get weird. Desus take the real. I'm here to save you motherfuckers. Now back to the show. Hi, this is Hank Hale. You're watching the Rob and Slim Show. I tell you what. <laughs> oh, oh. Frankie, how you doing? I'm doing great so far. Good. That's good. I saw you had a busy summer. Your book has come out. That means right now it has 4,000 copies of my book sold total so far. Once I reach up to 5,000 copies of my book sold, I'll be on the national bestseller list for my book, Be Prepared, the Frank Down Guide to Life, Letter, and Everything. My book will make it to the national bestseller list within Canada, all across the country of Canada. Oh, that's awesome, Frankie. That is so close. You're going to get that. You're going to get that soon, dude. That means people can order my books on Amazon.com and Barnes and Noble bookstores across the United States and America and and independent bookstores in the United States and America. People can order my book, be prepared to find out guide life letter and everything. It's written by Sarah Toller. Frankie, who's yelling in the background? Who's fighting in the background, Frankie? Just the people in the background. I don't even know them. Tell them to shut up. Tell them you're in the middle of a radio interview. Yeah. Tell them to stop. I'm in the middle of an interview. Yeah. He's walking away. (laughs) Where are you at, Frankie? I I like the- Down at the Sydney War Rock right now. Oh, okay. That means when you get when you guys get to Sydney, Nova Scotia, and all your fans to come to Sydney, Nova Scotia, go up the Interstate 95 once across the Canadian border into Brunswick, make a right in the Highway 2, then it, then it go into the Nova Scotia border, becomes 104, then it go over the Causeway, then it becomes 105 Trans Canada Highway, make a right in 125. Once you reach the exit 9 to Grand Lake Road, make a left in the Grand Lake Road, becomes the Welton Street, all the way down Prince Street, and down. all the way down to the War Walk. Yeah, that's the best. What um, I saw Kathy Griffin shouted you out yes. over the summer. Yes, she tweeted about me and makes me really great. That is the greatest. I I can't believe that. That that's so cool. So cool. What um, have you talked to her? I said thank you, Kathy, and and I said tweeted her back. And a lot of people like that. Cool. And did you hear about that? Ben Campbell, Big Spring, Texas, said. Kathy Griffin, a Frankenstein action figure, in the end of August. Oh, oh he right. said it in an action figure. That's cool. That's cool. Where uh, have you done any book signings, Frankie? 
I did a book signings and I signed a lot of copies of my books at the Indigo Bookstore, the Mayflower Mall, Great Canadian Dollar Store, and the other store, the Cape Breton Curiosity Shopping in on Bantic Street in Sydney and Best of Cape Breton Shop on Charlotte Street in Sydney. When is, is it going to cool off? Because it's been such a hot summer. Yeah. It's been really hot. And in your area in the month of July, and people are sweating and that and everything because people can't even breathe. And the people can't even walk too far because it's too hot and humid right. that time. Yes. I need the, I need the winter. Is it so, going to be a cold winter? It's going to be a cold winter all across North America, Europe, Asia, Russia, Japan. Wow. Like how cold? It's going to be extremely cold in Wisconsin, Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, and even Texas. Really? Whoa, Texas? Whoa. Are they going to get snow? They might get snow. Global climate change happening in the world. Wow. I heard Donald That's Trump com- controls that. Is that true? Yeah. He I does. thought so. Okay. And I heard Satan controls him. Like, that's that's just what I've seen on message boards <laughs> on everywhere. Boards. Frankie, I wanted to ask. I, I saw you do a video with teddy bears. I loved it. And Fred the Bear it was a great all the time. Fred the bear? It was a Fred the bear. I decided to do the video myself. Does does Fred Frankie tells us to be prepared? What does Fred the bear tell us? Does he hi Frankie? Is he hi Fred? Fred the bear is not in the video. No, oh he didn't make the cut. He got cut out. And and did you hear about that? And if you want to order my action figures, go to www.frankieactionfigure.com and Amazon.com and Amazon.ca. Type in my name. Yes, I saw too. You did. Uh, you did a cow. You did uh, uh, the guy acting like the cow. Ooh. I love that video. That's a great one all the time. <laughs> if you want to order my bobblehead, go to FrankieMcDonaldOnAmazon.com and order it on National Bobblehead Hall of Fame. Talking Frankie McDonald bobblehead. Could awesome. you? Could you do other animals though? Like, could you do an owl? Like, what would an Ooh. owl sound like? I did a dog. I did a cat. Mm. What about an owl? Like an not, owl not yet. or a whale? Whales don't even make a noise. Sharks don't even make a noise. I thought Dolphins whales went noise. like, whoa. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, what about a Sharks giraffe? make noises. Sharks go, <sighs> Or a crocodile. Like, Crocodile goes, <sighs> Yeah. Yes. There we go. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. What uh, What's next, Frankie? I know you've done a book. You've done uh, bobbleheads. You've done action figures. Lots of radio. Yeah. What What would be the next? What would be the dream I will thing? make, and that means I'll be making an appearance on a Samsung commercial like it. I'll be doing a Samsung smartphone commercial like a really expensive smartphone wow. from Samsung. That would be is awesome. That, like, for real, or is that what you want to do? I want to do. That uh, would be great. I feel you, like you would Have you talked that. to Samsung yet about it? Not yet, and I just, I know Stephen Fraser. he's the Samsung rep from Nova Scotia. Oh, I was okay. going to say, like that or like a Pepsi commercial or something, Ooh, I feel like you could really take it to the next level. That next means level. I could do a Pepsi commercial, that would be my next step. That would be awesome, Frankie. Yes, do you, do you have somebody that like, do you have like a publicist or do you do everything on your own? That means uh, the publicist is Dolan PR, he's located in Chicago, Illinois. Stalin PR, that's one of my publicists. And and Kate Watson, it's my Atlantic Canada publicist. And my man, across Canada publicist is Karen McMillan. Karen oh. McMillan, yeah, I feel like, yes, definitely have them. Have Jimmy them Dwyer is my U.S. publicist. All right. Cool, cool. 
Where is where is it hottest right now? It's hottest right now. It's in Western United States in America. Really? Wow. And where is it coldest right now? Right now, up in the Arctic and, and they, down Antarctica, it's the coldest right now. They're usually. finishing up their winter, like places like Australia and New Zealand. Yes. Mm. How they're the only place that has winter when we have summer, right? When we have our summer, they have their winter. When we have our winter, they have their summer. They're the opposite. How does that even happen? Lots of fans are saying hi to me. What fans? Are they on the road? People walking down the boardwalk, they're saying hi to me. People getting a picture with me. Tell them them we said hi. Tell them Robin Slim Show said hi. I'm doing great so far. And and, then digital hair, both digital contacts, they were solar yet. Solar, yeah. What? Sarah Soller. She's oh, the so- person who wrote my book. Oh. You got to interview her. Yeah, I think I emailed her. I don't think she got back to me. Wow. I wanted to ask, too, in your book, Frankie, uh, I heard you say that you talk about your childhood. What is? I wanted to ask, what is your favorite childhood memory? When I was, I used to drive bikes and tricycles, and I used to go for a walk, play a lot of video games, things like that. I was born and raised in Sydney, Nova Scotia on April 24th, 1984. I'm, my eyes are brown. I'm six feet, two inch tall, and my hair is brown. And I graduated from Sydney Academy in June 2004. I did a very first video of scenery on December 27, 2007. Then on December 16, 2009, I did a very first video of myself. Then in June 2010, I did a very first viral video of myself. Severe earthquake warning for California in September 2010. I made it a Tosh.0 Season 2, Episode 13. Wow, he's like, nice. What is your favorite video game? I play Final Fantasy games and things like that. Ooh, and I, I love those. And, those and did you hear about that? In the year 2013, I was on the CBC's Top 10 News Making Stories. I did not know that. You make news? I I made it a Top 10 Uh, News Making Stories for CBC in 2013. What was the story? About me. Oh, just about you. That's awesome. That is super cool. Super cool. You can look me up on CBC. (laughs) You can just search CBC Frankie McDonald. CBC, Frankie, that's cool. What uh, I want to ask you, um, in the animal videos, what about a kangaroo? Do they make noise? That means uh, a guy being chased by a kangaroo. Yes, you have that. I have the guy being chased by dogs. Oh, I gotta see the kangaroo video. You should start doing fight videos, like or guy, kid shows, or kid shows. But fight videos would be cool too, like guy guy fighting a bear or guy fighting Ooh. a kangaroo, like stuff like that. That would be really yeah, neat. Yeah, I mean, I, I did a video, guy tries to eat 50 hot dogs at once. Yeah. Back on May 21st, 2012, I got 1,200,000 plus views total in one video. You should you should combine them, guy eating hot dogs while getting chased by a gorilla. And fighting a UFO. And fighting a UFO. Yes, yeah. I love it. And you should also write for our show because I need ideas. Yeah, and I don't contribute, and- so. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll hear about that. And last time I was on your show, that was back in June before you were off in July and August. Yes, we took a break. You know, like. Do you also, like, you know everything about weather. Do you just know what happens every single day at any moment? Yes, in the world. I studied the weather models before I even do my weather forecast. Like I did a Hurricane Kaisik in late August 2012. I did a Super Saiyan 
Superstorm Sandy forecast on October 30th, 2012. I got them right. So let me test your knowledge. How many people have died today? Ooh. Very few people I don't even know of. <laughs> I don't either. What? Uh, what's the next thing coming? What's the next atrocity that's going to happen? Monster. Don't know yet. George H.W. Bush is in the wheelchair now. He got Parkinson's disease. Oh, yeah. He's next, I heard, from the weather authority. Um, Do you think... Japan will ever be attacked by Godzilla? That means Godzilla is not real. It's only uh, fictional. Slam. I didn't know that. You can't trick. You can't trick him. What, uh, what, what, but what about a typhoon? Typhoon has been really heard on Japan. I did forecast. I got three typhoon forecasts right for Japan this summer, plus a typhoon for Taiwan and a big storm for South Korea. I got them right. Lots of people in Japan. South Korea and, tai and Taiwan watched my video. Uh, is that because they don't like Jesus? They listen to me for my weather reports. Yeah, too. but they don't. They, yeah, they 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 have to deal with that though. I feel. How? deep is that water next to you? It's a very, it's a shallow, not that deep, oh. but where the boats are at. So Water's it... deepest in the middle of the ocean, like Pacific Ocean, middle oh, Atlantic okay. Ocean, middle of Indian Ocean, and middle of the Arctic Ocean, below the ice caps. The water's warmer in the, or colder in the summer, right? The water's warmer in the summer down southern states. It's colder in the northern states in Nova Scotia. What about the pizza? The pizza means they have eight slices, large pepperoni and cheese pizza, large combination pizza, large Hawaiian pizza, large Ooh, cheese pizza, Hawaii. large vegetarian wow, pizza, large pizza. meat lover pizza, and large works pizza. It has eight slices maximum on a large pizza. Frankie, What's your what, pizza? what are the, what are the, well, here's a better question. What, what, are, the, <laughs> what are the best weather conditions to enjoy a slice of pizza? Yes. Like. I'd like a warm and sunny weather and a nice, wet, beautiful weather so the people can eat down. Like a, the, it's like the Portside Restaurant. They sell chicken strips and fries at Portside Restaurant close to the Sydney Boardwalk, close to Joan Harris Cruise Pavilion. That's where all the cruise ships come in. I heard a lot of people go missing from there. That means down in, uh, for, for, for all your fans and you guys, you might show up at the Mayfire Mall one of these days. Like, you can go up the Interstate 95 and your fans to go on the Interstate 95 across <laughs> the really Canadian border. Then you're on Highway 95 in New Brunswick, make it right into Route 2. And then it crosses into Nova Scotia, becomes 104. Then it go over to Cancel Causeway. Then it's 105 eastbound, going on and make it right into 125. To get the exit 9, make it right to the Grand Lake Road. Make, make another right on... Then to get to the main farm on food court. downloadable for like Siri, like instead yes, of or like Alexa. Yeah. Where's yeah, the best just... place to get pizza up there, Frankie? Kenny's Pizza out the main farm malls in the food court. And Eastside Mario's does pizza too. Mm. Where's this from, son? Naples. We're eating pizza from uh, Naples in yeah. uh, New Jersey. We got Naples. Southern New Jersey. Yeah. You should check out City, Nova Scotia one of these days. Mm, I'd love to come up there. And have your you, fans. Our fans, yes. Uh, have yeah. you ever been to New Jersey? 
No. You should come to New Jersey. I never met the president of the United States of America yet. I totally asked. I never met the Russian president yet. I, I never met the Japanese that. president yet. I, I never met the Egyptian president yet either. He's the best of which, them all. Which president have you met? I never met any world leaders yet. Oh. Not even Canadian prime minister. Oh, man. Why do what you about... guys not have a president? What, what? Why do you guys only have a prime minister? Canada has a prime minister. It's different countries. Were you cool with Mayor Ford? Mm. That means I, I, I didn't know but much about him. Oh, okay. He was I fun. heard he was like a party animal, that guy. <laughs> and did you hear about that? And uh, did you hear about that? And, and you should come to Sydney sometime. Yeah, I heard that too. Where is Sydney? Like, <laughs> is it like at the bottom of Sydney, Canada? Nova in southeastern Canada. I it's thought located so. on Cape Breton Island. How do you get there again? I remember my dad <laughs> went to Nova Scotia once. What? Wow. Is it like? Is it right above Maine, Frankie? That means uh, that means uh, and just uh, and that means uh, you didn't show up for my book launch on June twenty third because you're so busy. Yeah, we have a lot going on. Uh -huh. <laughs> a lot of Naples. It happened. Frankie, where can everybody find you? You can find me at the Mayflower Mall at the full court if you ever show up to Sydney and your fans. Is that where you always are? And uh, During the afternoons, every day afternoons, I'm always at the Mayflower Mall. What's the best place to eat there at the food court? Like Kenny's Pizza is one, New York Fries is another, and Habaneros, they sell tacos, nachos, and a pop combo. Sounds good. Frank, you Do you really like hard or soft tacos? <laughs> I like hard tacos. I like best. soft because they get stuck in your gums. Yeah, sometimes, the hard the soft. Yeah, Frankie really wants us to bring our fans to I him. Do. I do. I wish I had a fan. <laughs> I have an air conditioning. It's not as good as a fan. I wish I had like an air conditioning fan combo. But the fans, I like the fans means supporters of your show. Yeah, we got some. What about you, Frankie? You got a lot of fans on uh, YouTube, right? Yes, I got a lot of fans on YouTube, Dogs and Wolves. Dogs and Wolves. That's your channel. Yeah. Did you ever do the guy acting like a wolf? I did. That's good. You should change the name of your channel then. To Wolves and Giraffes. Um, dogs and Wolves. Dogs and I'm no keeping wolves. that name. Yeah, keep it. <laughs> Do you like to eat the crust on your pizza? I like pepperoni and cheese pizza. Oh, that's what, what about I the have. crust, though? Like the crust. Sometimes I leave it, sometimes I eat it. Mm. No. You don't eat the crust. Never. I eat the crust. Yes, oh. I do. Oh, I yes. eat crust on pizza as well. Oh, okay. Cool. I, I like it like real crispy. I don't like yeah. it the doughy, but I don't like it burned either. I'm a real crust diva. Yeah. I like it really dark brown. What about when it gets a bubble? I like that. Mm. I feel like that's like an eclipse. Like it's rare. It's like you're biting into that's a fucking wart or something. Yeah, <laughs> like a tumor, like a piece of tumor. As for Chinese food, I eat chicken balls, rice, egg roll, and sugai with all gravy and sauce. <laughs> what about um, beef and broccoli? That's my favorite. I don't eat them. Never. No beef or no broccoli? No broccoli or no beef? 
I eat beef. I don't eat broccoli. Sometimes I eat broccoli. Oh, okay. Well, what about carrots? I eat carrots quite a bit of times. That's the vegetables. One of the vegetables I like carrots and potatoes. I like apples. I like grapes. I like oranges. I like strawberries, Ooh. cherry, blueberries, watermelon. What do you peaches? What is your uh, least your favorite. your diet? Consistent. What is what is the Frankie McDonald diet? Like the fruits. I like apples. I like oranges, grapes, blueberries, cherries, strawberries, right. raspberries. I eat watermelons. I eat peaches. I eat kiwis. I was gonna ask about kiwis. They're my favorite. There's a lot of fruit and pizza. Tomatoes. <laughs> is that a zipper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crust Frankie Where can everybody find you? You can find me at the Mayflower Mall How often? Every day You you, can Every day Around 2 o'clock Around 2.45pm You can find me at the mall What if I went at like 2.30 Would you be there? I'll be there I'm still at the Mayflower Mall at 2.30 If you showed up there are you like, like, What's do you just favorite, show up where I go? Your favorite store at the mall. I am a Best Buy is one of them. Oh. What is your favorite thing in Best Buy? I smartphones and computers and most powerful computers, most powerful laptops, most powerful smartphones like the Note 9s. What's the most powerful laptop right now? It's like an Intel Core i9. I have an Asus. Is that good? Yes, it's Asus. It's a very powerful laptop with Intel Core i9. What do I, does it say? I have Intel Inside. Yes, it's Intel Inside Core i9. Uh, nice. Nice. That's a good. I got a good one, Slim. That's awesome, man. It's like supercomputer. Shiny. <laughs> you have a yeah. super com- laptop. <laughs> I do. I do. My Samsung, intern- Galaxy Note, Samsung Galaxy Note 9 is a really, really good smartphone. It oh, has 128 okay. gig. Internal storage. Wow, is that it has six gigs of RAM. I got a Moto. Is that good? And I like <laughs> Samsung Note Nine. Oh yeah, no, I like the Moto, but I don't know. But I use Asus Phone Three smartphone. Wow. What do you have, Slim? I have a Samsung Galaxy S Six. Is that the top of the S chart? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Frankie, we got to hang up, but where can everybody find you? That means you can find me at the Mayfire Mall up by the food court. Awesome. We love you, bro. You got to interview Sarah Soller soon enough. Okay. We will. We will. We'll talk to you soon, Frankie. Best of luck to you. I'm Frankie McDonald. You are listening to Rob Slim Radio Show. Yes. Awesome. All right. Have a good one, Frankie. You too. Hey guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you who felt lonely or, you know, in need of something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend... Check me out on RyderDoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. 
click the tab for deals and promotions. And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on riderdoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. (laughs) This is horror author Isaac Thorne. Do you love Halloween? I have a new collection of short tales of dark horror that I guarantee will set you on edge. Road Kills features 11 short tales of dark comic horror and one spine-tingling screenplay. Right now you are safe. Just don't forget about what's waiting for you between the pages of my new book. Road Kills is available for order now from Amazon.com and other retailers in either paperback or ebook formats. It's there. It's waiting. For you. Enjoy the ride. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. Hello, yes, hello. This is Prince Charles, and if I have to listen to any more of this show, I'm going to eat my own face. We'll be right back. I think the only place to hear that is Spotify. That new Eminem album, uh, Kamikaze, uh, everything else, even YouTube, it's, if you look up the titles, it's wrong, or it's like the wrong speed or something, it's all weird, it's all weird. But Sloppy stood us up, he's a fucking, she's a bag of shit. It's going to be... At least TV and tired Luke are here. Season finale of Sloppy, but it didn't come... Yeah, the TV does not look happy. It's really depressed. Yeah. <laughs> tired Luke's always ready. I can play the Tired Luke lines, but I'm not. I'll save that. And then we got a Frank and the Driz. I got to try to run a new Frank and the Driz ad. I don't know if they're going to allow it because I don't know if enough cons complain. Like, uh... I think the last email I got was that we should quit podcasting. Frank and the <laughs> Why would you say that to those guys? They're very, they're trying. They're uh, trying yeah. their best. That is not a nice thing to say to two no. guys that are putting themselves out there and really, you know. I know, they're trying, trying their best. Trying to be best. creative and... I got a song fit. I'm gonna pause that. <laughs> I, but the Driz later has a new surfing song and I was thinking earlier, like, yeah. I wish I had Tino's my buddy Tino, our rest in peace. He, he one day out of the blue, one summer he was like, 
I got a I got a surfing beat. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? You're gonna be the, you're gonna be the Beach Boys? And he was like, I made a surfing beat. And after I heard the song, I was like, dude, you got a surfing beat. So I was gonna play his track. I don't even I don't have the title. Um, and it was just different from anything. I think it was I... called "We're Coming." I think he called it "We're Coming." And yeah, once you heard the song, it was like, "Motherfucker, you got a surfing beat." He <laughs> was the most thugged cool. out dude in the world, Tino. And he's like, "Yeah, Rob, I made his fucking surfing beat." And I'm like, "What, bro? <laughs> you're you're surfing?" He's like, "Yeah." And uh, I think it's uh, Billy Mac. I think Tino's like, "Is he the third verse?" I wrote it down. I wrote it down in the notes. Yeah, Tino's a. The fourth verse is Billy Mac, Bill Brown, Slim, not you. Oh, yeah, I would never be on a rap album. You'd be ever. on it as a dress. <laughs> it's my other buddy, Slim, and then Tino, and then Damien the Devil. Damien cool. the Devil. And you can leave this in because he made the beat. He okay. made this beat. I think on the MP3, I think. I forget what it's called. This is. Right? Once you hear it. That's all shit, right? Yeah. That's fucking cool. It's hope best keep stepping. The oval in the course leaves the tongue like an automatic weapon. The true meaning of the word repping. SBs on the globe and the world's what our name's etched in. So control blood to grow. Needed to blow. Needed for dough. Needed for the family to grow. Needed for stacks. Needed for the lack in the act. Billy Mac. Yeah, I used to pack a gat in the back. Served them fiends, but now a nigga hustling tracks. Far from mean, but let a nigga know if he whack. Coming up in the game to establish a name. Burning like flames, knocking niggas out the frame. Off the map. This is for the thug in the back for the cardiac rap in the Yukon jack for the people that seen us go through all the evil and come together with the microphone under the steel we're coming up to and these tools are spit swimming pools and giving you some reason to look for hot weather. We cooking pots ever, they done not ever. Lock letters in the paragraphs in the biographies. How to be us, study spy out of me. Going underground to get the high out of me. It flies out of me and quickly inside millions. The minds of civilians turn to my children. Rhyme children, design skills within. All iller than him and still to him. Build the den, buildings won't get crashed by airplanes. TAC5 won't ask for spare flames. More rare brains that'll keep climbing. Until the stairs change And we all agree That we like the steps Mike cadets Write the stress Cause life is next That coming from the darkness Ready to spark this Embarking on a new mission To find targets Heartless predators seeking for prey, leeching their brains, speaking our phrase. Watch the name SBs on the scene. What style does mean? You know the team with the raw shit to calm you fiends. With minds that bling with super glow, super flow, and super dough, and super hoes. You know, for sure, most ain't ready to hear this melody or remedy. Pretend to be weed to be a friend of me. Remember me, and you remember the truth. The proof that our troops came here to teach the youth and speak to you. Forget about the others you knew. I heard before we came, it couldn't show with proof. And go and lose.
shows they shine when the truth come through And we gon' move you smiling like the fun is that blue Coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up, coming and it don't stop, it just started You thought you was hot till your ass farted You was gassed up, now you passed up SBs came through and left your ass smashed up Get your cash up and get bashed up Ran over the reversed on by your Mack truck This is for all of my people around the globe Intelligent enough to keep their dirt on the low Get dough, this is for all the kids with the glow Show enough mastermind, check the flow Then check your hoe, then check your feet To make sure that you still got ten toes Here we go, the power's in the mind Now son, it's in the fro, in the rhyme In the drum, in the line, in the zone On his throne, break the bones one time We all come together, THC stands alone I'm one of the hardest MCs, I'm really sharp as me Who can rip you parsley and spit in your face like broccoli We can bring the mics out to see who's hype out Cause nowadays ice is the only thing y'all writing about But I ain't knocking the hustle, ain't satisfied Till I'm in a block in a bubble without getting locked in a struggle Glocks against knuckles and leave you with the cops above you Females that got a nice shot in my spot We can cut them, unlocking your buckle Turning you on, you watching my muscles Forget the foreplay, got a fat cock to plug you Fake thugs rapping on trash, get the Mac to they back I hit hard, had your face looking Yo. over your Yo. back I heard of your rap, just tough talking in your little battle verses. I leave you following your family, you're not different hearses. I'm connected with real criminals, why individuals try to make it sound good with certain syllables. I'm connected with all kind. I'm in the world of my own, which means I can't be touched. I'm like a porcupine. It's evident you niggas irrelevant. Your gun to my rocket launchers is nothing blow up your residence. When I'm gripping my toys, I'm killing your boys. I punch your nose in your face like gorillas or steroids. You better understand I was born with this talent, born with the heart to start sparking, acting on violent. We can settle this. Yeah, I'm a rebel on track, bring metal to cast. That's why I'm the devil of rap. Whether it's commercial or underground, radio's loving the sound. I'm the one in your town, putting it down. Down, 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 down. Shit out and left it at like parts like so good, so good. The devil, Damien the devil. He used to work at a uh, some mental institution. Oh, oh, I got the wrong one. That's a monkey's album. That's good. He had uh, interviews with, like, mental patients that just didn't make any sense, and he'd be asking the fucking craziest questions. Is that, like, what he did for a job? Like, he would interview 
No, no, his job was worried. He worked at the Oh, he mental. worked so he would, like, record Hospital. himself interviewing And him. he would just interview them with crazy shit. Oh, and he'd be man. like, yo, did you see that guy? He just got hit by a septa bus because he worked in Philly. <laughs> okay. He just got hit by a septa bus and he just flew off three other cars and he backflipped into <laughs> oncoming traffic and then he got fucking shot into the view. And the, guy would, the guys would be like, yeah, I saw that. Like, dude, they were like... They were like down <laughs> with whatever Damien was asking them. <laughs> they were skits on the album, like these interviews oh, of like oh, wow. mental patients. That's were like awesome, some, dude. They were, really cool. I remember there was one like skit. It was like like that beat. Tino made I don't know like fucking four in the morning, like all fucking whacked out on like angels dust and shit. And like yeah, some skits were like him just calling people, like just. High out of his fucking Just mind. Tito calling people? Tino, yeah, like, why are you Tino. sleeping? Why are you sleeping? And it would be like, yeah, just crazy shit. <laughs> like, he would put that on the album. Like, he was the that's best. That's really cool. He yeah. was great. That The production quality of that is just, like, amazing. Right? And that's what he used the same program that I record on. That's that's why I use it. I remember I interviewed for Opie and Anthony. Opie and Anthony, and uh, they were like, do you know do you know any recording programs? I was like, yeah, I use cool Edit pro. And they were just like impressed as shit. Cause oh. like, I guess that was like the industry standard at the time. Like, oh, okay. So yeah, like, yeah, no, he just did that out of a garage, out of a garage and like burning it. Like he made that shit. And that was what it was. Like, I want to make some next level shit. I want to make some fucking like some shit you could bump in your car yeah. in your whatever in your walkman cause yeah it was like like it sounds like professional quality like he dropped all this money on pr like a producer and everything but I know like he didn't but that's like no, what it, it was him like. that was all him and like yeah no, that was it like he wanted it to sound as great coming out of your car as it okay. came through on your headphones as it came through on everything like he he was that's like awesome. yeah he was really anal that shit and he wasn't down unless everybody was on the same level. Like, even just in the verses, like, you heard each verse was, like, nastier than the last. Like, he just had an act for, like, picking who went in what order. Oh, okay. Like, on a track. Like, he was the shit. He was the shit. Fucking awesome. Yeah, he basically got signed and then, like, died. He got signed to a record label and then just, that was it. It's like, fuck. Fuck. He was great. He would have been, like, the next thing, I think. Like at yeah, the just time. from listening to that, like, absolutely. Even, like, I remember I burned a bunch of his shit years ago for our buddy Joe, Joe Whitehead. And he was, okay. like, just said from, like, yeah, the beginning to the end, you just heard his progression and shit. And even, there's even shit I don't have, like, that is just next level. <laughs> like, I have, like, yeah, from the beginning to, like, a certain point. But then there's shit I don't even have that was, like, after that. Like, <laughs> that was just next Wait, does level. it just, is it, like... But he didn't really produce it or give it to anybody or... I think that was, like, what got him signed, like, the next shit. Like, oh, I just didn't okay. have that. Like, because there was, like... It was it was a long time I didn't even, like... Hadn't heard from him. Had heard from him. Like, he was in Philly and, like, he just hadn't been out here as much. Because what brought him to Jersey was, like, his mom was imprisoned for embezzling, like, millions of dollars. Oh, wow. From a company she worked for. And his... It wasn't his stepdad, but it was, like, her boyfriend was such a piece of shit to him. Like, basically made him, yeah, he not wanted type of shit. Like, abuse, whatever. So he came up to live with his aunt and uncle in Barnegat. So that's how, like, he came into us, into our right. lives. I was, he was, like, he friends with my friends that were, like, younger than me. So uh, that's, yeah, that's how it happened. But, like, 
yeah, then he made it out to Philly and he was doing music and other things. And uh, yeah, he just got signed. Just got signed like right before he died. Like, it was crazy. I remember, I don't even know who has the track. Maybe Slim, because I think Slim has the computer. Like, right. that was the thing. Like you said, like, it sounds like he threw a lot of money in. Like, dude, they were like, they were poorer than I am. Like, it was like two buddies put in for a computer. Like, split a computer. So, like, I oh, think wow. Slim might still have the computer. That It might be, like, on a hard drive somewhere. He, even. If yeah. I remember. they, And I think Slim was with Tino when they had a... They had an interview with a record rep, like an AR person. And uh, during the interview, the lady's weave fell out of her head. <laughs> and they started, they started like an R&B song about her weave falling her out weave. of her head. And they recorded it. It's called like We Got Weave or some shit. And like somewhere on a hard drive, that track is. It was amazing. And I think it was all like acapella. Like... It was like an R&B song about this lady's <laughs> weave falling out in an interview. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So good. So good. Fuck. Oh, what is that? You got, you got a rap song later, Jizz? You got a surf song, too, which I'm excited to hear. You don't have it. I gotta think about it. Yeah, he'll, see, he'll figure it out. Yeah, he <laughs> he does. does. There's beats. I have a few <laughs> concepts. <laughs> it's gonna be suicide prevention and surf and surfing. Yeah, that's all I gotta like, say. Yeah. Dude, what else could you want? What else could you want? <laughs> You're still did over the is still alive and Tino's gone. What's wrong? <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> 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 Maybe the Driz will be the one. <laughs> Die next. You know, the craziest thing is, like, my buddy Carmine, who has a, a barbershop, like, was, like, towards the end, like, he, like, Tino brought him in, like, into the group and all. And, like, I don't know what it is. I, I, yeah, I think it was, like, he was just really good friends with him and, like, I don't know, two years ago maybe, some dude just randomly, Carmine has a barbershop now. Some dude randomly walked in the barbershop. I was like, yo, are you Carmelo? Are you Carmine? And he was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. I was told to uh, look Tino up after he got out of prison because he met him in prison. Oh, uh, okay. And <laughs> Carmine was like, yeah, T-, T died like years ago. This dude, like, just wanted, like, still, like, Tino made such an impact on this dude when they were in prison that as soon as he got out, he tried tracking wow. him down. And he tracked him down through, like, a tattoo artist. <laughs> like, Tino was like, Carmine has this kind of tattoo. Like, you'll, you'll be able to find him by this. And, <laughs> so yeah, this guy, found him like... through, like, tattoo artists. Like, then found out that he had, like, a new, bar, like, a barbershop and all that shit. Like, yeah. That's crazy. And he's like, yeah. He walked in there. He's like. I'm looking for Tito. He told me to look him up when I got out of prison. We would do a song together. And Carmine was like, yeah, dude, he passed, like, shit, 10 years ago at this point. Like, it's been a while. Like, How did that guy react to it? Oh, he almost, like, broke down crying. Like, it was, like, that, yeah. like, heartfelt. He like, yeah, I think he did. Like, and T- uh, Carmine said it was, like, the biggest dude in the world. Like, somebody you would never fuck with. Like, yeah, the guy basically broke down into tears right there. Like, yeah fucking crazy but we'll be back we'll be back next week 
Yeah. And Frank But the, stay tuned. Yeah, Frank and the Drizz will be on in a minute. And Eminem is gonna rap for you guys now. <laughs> hey guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you who felt lonely or, you know, and needed something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend, check me out on RyderDoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. Click the tab for deals and promotions and just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on RyderDoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> this is horror author Isaac Thorne. Do you love Halloween? I have a new collection of short tales of dark horror that I guarantee will set you on edge. Road Kills features 11 short tales of dark comic horror and one spine-tingling screenplay. Right now you are safe. Just don't forget about what's waiting for you between the pages of my new book. Road Kills is available for order now from Amazon.com and other retailers in either paperback or ebook formats. It's there. It's waiting for you. Enjoy the ride. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. Hello, yes, hello. This is Prince Charles, and if I have to listen to any more of this show, I'm going to eat my own face. We'll be right back. Uh, hello? Hi, it's Sonia Watson calling. How are you? Good. Can you hold on? I'm just going to find our intro. Yeah, no problem. Uh, where are you calling from? Uh, Toronto. Canada? Oh. Uh, well. I'm trying to, our Seth, he sent it to me. Uh, okay.
It's gonna start. Yeah, that been pretty rough. <laughs> Me too. I wake up at night sometimes. Yeah, you know, like I never stopped rapping. I actually did a whole track where I was just coughing throughout the You're whole thing. But it's good. Frankie good. and the Driz show. Frankie and the Driz serve prison time, and that's where they first met. They've learned their lesson and have a new yeah, lease on dude. life and want to share their new positive outlook. Let Frankie and the Driz come in your ears tonight and fill them with positivity. Sonia? Hi there, how are you? Good. Really good. An author? Sorry, I, I missed that. Uh, you, you write books? Books? Can you hear Pardon us? Me? Do you're an author. Oh, yeah, I can hear you now. I oh, am an good. author. I can hear you now. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of what books kind do you write? Of, yeah, that's a... I write uh, dark fantasy, not the Fifty Shades Grey type. Uh, just the uh, dark twisty type. Like erotica? Yeah, no, not erotica. Um, the you just mean dark um, stuff, like of... like stories where like the lights are always off in the scenes. Yeah, but a little bit tamer than that. I don't, I, I don't feel like I scare people. It's just you know, there's blood, there's guts and stuff. I like that. Yeah, a that's lot. a little vulgar. Have anyone <laughs> ever vulgar? Has anyone ever been? Scared? It's scary. I guess, I guess some people have told me that. Yeah, it's a little scary, but I think it's tolerable. Yeah. Do you like like horror movies, like like Freddy Krueger? Like. Um, that? I'm the type that like I'm curious, so I'm scared. Yeah. But I'll so I'll like look Driz. through my fingers to see what happens. And I talk. You always I gotta talk. look I'm through like, your oh, fingers. You're stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. What about your fingers? Yeah, I'm like, you're stupid. Well, I just, I cover my eyes and then I'm like, oh, I really want to know what happened. So I, I peek. I peek so I can see what happened. Could the Jizz yeah, peek I, at you? Would you be cool with that if the Jizz peeked? Yeah, you got a really cute voice. Oh, do I? Yeah. Thanks, I guess. Thanks. Uh, what? Driz is a rapper, and yeah. I, I think he's a little smitten with you. I... Yeah, I actually wrote you a love song just now. I thought you had I'm another like, song. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? I really want to hear it. I really yeah. want to hear it. Yeah, you got a dope beat for me, Frankie? I'm looking. Yeah, I got two songs. I'll hear this, and then you're going to hear what I wrote over the summer. This is the first song. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I wrote for you. Sonia. Here it goes. I'm waiting for the beat. So am I. Seth okay. is in the other room. He senses things and he's Jewish. So he comes. There. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yo, what up, Sonia? My name's The Drez. I'm awesome. I'm like the best internet rapper ever. Yo, Sonia. Are you like a Mortal Kombat character like Sonya Blade? She was really hot. I hope you're hot like Sonya Blade. But if you're not hot, that's okay, because you got a really cute voice. Yeah, and you write books. Yeah, in the dark. Yeah, I like girls that write books about dark. Yeah. How was that? It was uh, very original. It was yeah, yeah. That's what I shoot for. You're welcome. I think you guys yeah. should get thank together. Thank you so much. Where are you at, Sonia? Can can they Canada? Canada. Is that far? Yes. Yeah. Do you know Frankie yes, McDonald? Frank. He's a friend of ours. Oh, Frankie. Do you McDonald. know Frankie McDonald? He's a good friend of ours. He lives up there. No, no. Canada's pretty big. Pretty big. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you know. Yeah, what yeah. about, like, Mayor Ford? I used to love that guy. Oh, we like that guy. We met him once. Mayor yeah. Ford. Paul Ford. Oh, did you? Yeah. He came to see us in a special event. Yeah, in Philadelphia. Oh, you guys are in Philly. Yeah. yeah. Cool stuff, cool stuff. What about the yeah. second song? I heard there was a second uh, song. Yeah, so over the summer, like, you know, going into the summer, I was really, really, like, depressed. Because, you know, I don't know, I like I like winter and I like fall. Summer just makes me depressed mm -hmm. because it gets really hot and stuff. And, you know, there's always, there's always all these, like, and sticky. And there's always all these good-looking girls, and a lot of them don't like me. And I try, and they don't like me. So I get depressed at the beginning of the Aww. summer. So, like, I tried to find something this summer that you know would, would uh, get rid of my depression and so i got into surfing really big into surfing and it really helped so like on my new album how to fight depression that's mm -hmm. what the album's called um i wrote this song called suicidal wave uh, it's about surfing and suicide prevention goes like this okay i'm just waiting on my beat okay yeah Yo, I was feeling really depressed over the summer, over the summer, and then I grabbed a board, a really big board, it was like a surfboard, and I brought it to the ocean, and I rode a giant wave, it was like Point Break, you know Point Break, that was an awesome movie, I love that movie, it was like Point Break, so let me tell you about how you fight depression, you gotta be like Johnny Utah from Point Break, and ride, ride a really awesome wave, ride a really amazing wave, and just go under the water sometimes. Like if you can get your board to go under the water, you won't be suicidal anymore. That's how I got over suicide. I got my surfboard to go under the water. Yeah. And I felt a lot like Johnny Utah from Point Break. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. Really? I was really enjoying that. I wanted yeah. I wanted more. Do you like Point Break? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I can't say I've watched it fully, but I yeah, you gotta. What is, what is what do you, you, you want like, to? You want to? You want to hang out and watch Point Break? You want to hang out and watch Point there's, Break? There's the distance. I'll make you. I'll, I'll make you popcorn. I'm in Canada. You're in. The That's US. all right. I got. I got like. Skype. I got jets. I'm gonna fly a jet out to you. Got a jet ski. Yeah, I got a couple you'll, like you'll pirate. You'll fly a jet. Yeah, to Canada. He's like blue. thing about border security too. Like, oh, he doesn't. Have yeah, that's all right. My my jets are like super jets. Like they can't shoot it down or anything. It's got like a force field around it and stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. You should tell and it that. also it also can go like invisible. Like it's so, so they can't track it. 
and they can't shoot it. You can't see it oh, or shoot like, it. Oh, uh, like yeah. the old school, like uh, Wonder yeah. Woman, was it or Justice League or? Yeah. Nah, not like cartoons? that. Not like that. Like a lot different. The Invisible Plane is not like that. Uh, nah, it's just nah. Feel like Independence nah. Day. Nah, it's like uh, it's uh, like an Invisible Jack. Invisible Jack. Yeah, but, so it's, it's like, like that. The one that. It's, it's like, like unique though. It's like a different Invisible. Cartoon. Yeah, no, nah, but it's not. It's not okay. like the old school because that's cartoons. That's not well because that's not real. That's like cartoons. This is real. Okay. This is like a real invisible okay. jet. Yeah, so it's different. You probably never seen a real invisible jet because they're usually invisible. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely invisible. Yeah, yeah. We got a call. Let me answer it. There's probably somebody that wants to talk to you because your voice is so cute. Hi, who's this? Hello. Hello? Y'all don't hear anything. Is somebody there? I answered a call. Y'all, that sounds like somebody's urinating. That's not cool. That's vulgar. Y'all, stop urinating. Why Very do people vulgar. do that? I get that a lot. People just call my show while they're just, like, peeing or, like, pooping sometimes. Hi! Oh, who's this? Oh, no. Hi, 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 Shawnee. I'm sorry, Sonia. This is Shawnee. He likes to call our show. I think he's in love with me. Aw, shucks. Yeah, but I don't I don't go that way. No, I'm not please. I'm not in, I'm not into guys. I like cute girls. I like cute voices. Yeah, what do you want, Shawnee? I told you you can't call here anymore. My uncle died. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, Shawnee. I'm very sad. We're trying to Shawnee, we're trying to be upbeat. My uncle died. Yeah, well, what what I'm sorry, Sonny. There's nothing else I can say about that. I'm gonna be. Can I move in with you? Can I move in with you, Jess? I don't understand you. We have All a right. guest. We have a guest. Her name is Sonia. Do you have anything you want to to ask Sonia about? She writes dark books. You know, they're like they're like. I want to ask you if I can move in with you. My uncle died. He's gone for chemo. You want to move in with Sonia? No, it's you. No, you can't. You can't. No, the family members. All my family is dead. You can't live with me, Shawnee. That's not. No, you can't. What if I see you shed? What if you what, Sonia? I don't understand what he's saying. You shed. You have a shed. Do you have a shed, Drew? Yeah, I don't have a shed. No, I have a mansion. No, you don't. You live in yeah. fucking downtown. You live in I wrote a song. Can I say it? It's called Let Me Move In, Drizz. Yeah, you got a song. It's All right. All right, Shawnee, but you can't call here anymore. I'll let you rap just this once. And then, and then you can't call anymore. So go ahead and rap about your song. <laughs> Let me move in, Driz, with you. All oh, my family's dead. I don't know where else to go. I'll stay in your shed. Let me move out to you, Driz. All oh, my family's dead. <laughs> I don't know what how to cook, but I'll give you good head. Let me move in, Jews. All my family is dead. All my family is dead. All my family is dead. Can I move in? All right, Shawnee, that was really depressing. I'm gonna have to hang up on you now because I'm in the I'm I'm in the middle. What's what? 
What's that telling you? It was a little bit depressing. You have a girlfriend. I thought we hung out last week. Stop lying about things. Johnny, I'm going to let you go. So I got to, I'm in the middle of an interview. I got to, I got to interview because you know, that's my job. That's how I pay the bills. I'm rap. Lots of rap. Is that your girlfriend? I thought we had something special. No, we didn't. We never did. You lied to me. I never said I had anything for you. You lied to me. I never said anything. Okay, I'm letting you go. Okay, Sonia. Um. Yeah. So what? What? What else can you tell us about your movie? My movie. Oh, I, I mean, wish it was a movie. It's a book. Oh, I'm sorry. I misheard you. Do you want a movie? No, it's alright. Alright. I do want a movie. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh... I can make that happen. I got lots of money. Hey, you owes me money. Do you know? Could uh, you give me the money you owe me, Driz? Yeah, now because I'm going to produce a movie for Sonya. Years ago, I gave this guy money to start a business, but he, he squandered it. Oh, tut tut. Poor life choices, eh? What? He, he made poor life choices, eh? He's a fucking piece of shit. Oh, that's not very nice to say. So is his cousin, Seth. Y'all, why y'all always so mean to me? You're like my best friend. Aww, you guys should hug. Yeah, no, I don't like to hug guys. You guys hugging? Nah, because I don't really like to hug. Are you guys high-fiving? Nah, I don't touch guys. High-five. Yeah, all right, okay, so, right Sonia. Nice thing about him. All right, Sonia, we're going to wrap this up. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Um, I'm on Nook. Um, Google Play and uh, Smashwords. Smash All right. Smiles. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Did you get a date? <laughs> <laughs> it's hot and I'm sweaty. <laughs> she was adorable. <laughs> she was. <laughs> Ryder said to hook you guys up. What's that? Riders and Hokey to him. <laughs> <laughs> she had no website. She had nothing. She knows. She's like, I'm on Nook. Um, all right, whatever. What is that? <laughs> we never even give Frankie and the Driz guest, like, plugs ever. And I offered a ah. plug and she had nothing. Right? I gave her something. So, that was Shawnee. Shawnee was amazing. I was dying. <laughs> Oh, my family's dead. I want to live in your shed. <laughs> Where's Slambo? Where's Sloppy? Sloppy stood us up tonight. Yeah, he did. That was supposed to be the big reveal. Was a Sloppy. Mm. We'll be back 6 o'clock next week. Or yes. So, Six. again, guys, 6 to 9.30 for now on. And, um... Once again, uh, blame to, every, to blame Slambo, to Where's everybody, to better, everybody who's listening out in Kansas. Thank you for listening. Wichita, one hundred six. Uh, we are we are the Robin Slim Show. You can um, follow us on Facebook, at Robin Slim. Just Google it; it will come up. Our Twitter is at Robin, Robin Slim, Slim Show. Show. Leave us an iTunes review. All Leave us an shit. iTunes review. Uh, you could email us. I think we're the Robin Slim Show at gmail.com. And if you want to battle rap the Driz for a bottle of Spunk Lube, we could do that we as could well. We do that because Driz never shuts up. 
Yes. Um, also, if you want to leave us a voice message, you can do that at 609-891-8896. Tell us how much it sounds like our first day. And yes, we'll <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll, uh. we'll play your uh, your insulting message of us on the air live. Or if you're a Frank and the Driss fan, send us an email of how we shouldn't do any more podcasts. <laughs> and we'll acknowledge it. We'll acknowledge it. Or do your right. own shitty podcast about how shitty we were. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I forgot about that guy. Happy Labor Memorial Day. Yeah. Every shout out. Okay, have a crappy weekend. Hope your house burns down. This has been a Fat Moles Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to soundcloud.com slash Fat Radio. Hush your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears. Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us. Sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com. Hush your face.